Hey, tournament time in Indiana showcases clutch plays and performances that bring communities together. Kind of like an insurance agent that covers all your needs. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is the one agent that can handle everything life throws at you. They offer home, auto, life, farm and crop, business, renter's insurance, as well as other financial products to all Hoosier families. And you know your local agent. Well, if you listen to Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball, you know that's Travis, and he's been part of the Martin County business community for many years, striving to provide his clients with the best coverage for their situation. And don't forget all the local sports and activities he supports in the community, a true community partner. Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is on a mission to do more than simply provide products and services. Their family is intent on protecting your family. Whatever your financial or insurance needs are, one agent will handle all of what will help you sleep at night knowing you, your family, and your stuff is protected. Call 812-295-3129. See the team at their 304 JFK Avenue location in Lagodi, or contact them through their Facebook page. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Red Bones Bar and Grill in Montgomery where the good times roll. 812-486-2663 to call in your order. They got steaks, chops, salads, and the best burgers around. And don't forget, just like they serve the coaches and media people here tonight, some great pizza. So give them a call, 812-486-2663. That's Red Bones Bar and Grill in Montgomery. Well, it's Monday morning, and you are listening to probably the most anticipated birdies, bourbon, and basketball broadcast that we've had yet. We are live in the Country Oak Studios, and we have a very, very special cast with us today. Of course, I've got my partner, Blake Burkhart. Hey. And calling in remotely from parts unknown, Mr. Chris (laughs) Brothers. I wish I knew where I was at. <laughs> well, I, I think if you were here, there would be question. We've got the hot tub time machine guys out in the audience listening in today. They've been begging to be on the show. We're, we're keeping them really socially distanced, even more than everybody else right now because we don't trust them. We got Greg. Hey, it's a plus. To, what's that? It's a plus to even have them in the building right now. We made them buy dinner. <laughs> ah. We got the Lagodi broadcasters, uh, Mike Wagner and Greg Bateman in house. Welcome, guys. Got a few other guests that are going to be popping in. Uh, Todd Lancaster is going to try and come and sponge off of us and get all his quotes for the sectional. <laughs> we'll do his job for him. Also got Mike DeCourcy, voice of the Vikings, my man. Welcome. Hi, guys. And then to start off, I'm going to introduce who we got here first of all. Standing on top of the world right now in 1A, the head coach of the Bari Vikings, Coach Josh Thompson. How are you, Coach? I'm doing well. Thanks for having us on today. Uh, We're glad to have you. And the next one. You know, Mike DeCourcy in the 80s, there was one song that the Road Warriors came out to. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And that was Iron Man. Coach of the North, the maybe the hottest team in the state of Indiana, 
the North Davis Cougars coach Brent Dalrymple. How are you, buddy? Glad to be here. Thank you a lot, and it's it's always a lot of fun to be around you guys. I, I can't wait to dive into your. I can't wait to dive into his weekend. Huh? Is is Dow Hawk or animal? Oh, he's <laughs> one of the Road Warriors, is he? Let me he's, tell you, Hawk. He's clipboard. He's animal. He's, he's definitely animal. He's the third guy. There's Hawk, animal, and clipboard. Oh. <laughs> and next up. They've been rolling for a long time, and that is Coach Ryan Haywood of the Lagodi Lions. How are you, Coach? Good, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is awesome. So we are ready to go here. Um, first of all, Dow, have, did you have to resuscitate um, Mr. Mullins after the game? Well, you know, a lot. all these games are preparation for next week, so uh, we included him in that preparation with uh, being a fan and, and being a dad and, and being a broadcaster, all those things wrapped into one, and uh, he did survive, and uh, he'll be over for dinner later on this evening. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with Josh. Josh, you're number one in the state. Um, and, and I guess I should say why, why the hell we're here. Sectional 63 is uh, the, the best sectional in the state. And if you don't think that, get your own podcast because <laughs> I don't want to listen to what the hell you got to say. We got the number one team in the state in Barre. We got the number two team in the state in Lagodi. And Couts can kiss my ass. We got the number three <laughs> team in the state. <laughs> Mike DeCourcy, the state champ, the state champion coach is sitting right here. They're, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, they're definitely sitting. At I, I think there's a really, really yeah. good chance. Um, Josh Thompson of the Barry Vikings. If you wake up Sunday morning and read the newspaper and Barry did not win the sectional, what happened? Probably lost uh, on Tuesday night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. Let's get her ready to rumble. All right, we are off to a flying start. Uh, yeah, I think probably the team that beat us is sitting here. Uh, and, you know, and that's not using coach speak, but I think North Davies is a really good basketball team. I think Lagodi's a really good basketball team. And I think these two guys would, would echo your sentiments. Um, I think whichever team comes out of this sectional, I, I think it would be a massive disappointment whoever comes out of it if they don't win at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I really think that. I'm not trying to put any pressure on us or on Lagodi or North Davies, whoever wins this thing, but I think it would be a really dis a big disappointment if, if we don't end up winning the thing, whoever wins this sectional next week. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Same question, Coach Haywood. If, if Lagodi's not the champ, what happened? What's that headline read? We got beat by a really good team. And if it, if it happens to be Saturday and it's either North Davis or, or Bar Reeve, I mean – well, you just ranked them number three. So two of the top three teams in the, in the state, you know, right there, or, or Leeds. I mean, say, don't forget don't about Orleans. I'm not. I am. That, stop it. Come on. I, 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 think, I think all three of us sitting right here might say Tom Bradley's the best coach. Now, they, that in, in I the, think everybody can agree. In this sectional. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's got some due. I mean, they're 15-5. and five. Um, You know, we, we've got our work cut out for us as well. So, um, but – only one team's going to win the sectional, and obviously, and there's Which going to be a, a couple. Shame. Yeah, and there's <laughs> going to be a couple teams go home that probably don't deserve to yet, and um, there's not going to be there's going to be disappointment, but not necessarily shame in it. Yeah, I tell, I think it was Chris. Chris, wasn't it you that said how pissed that Orleans yeah. must be that Reve's driving right by here to go to their sectional where exactly. Orleans should be playing? <laughs> yeah, I, I've still not understood that one, but okay. Dal, uh, talk about your. 
your game the other night. I mean, that, what a way to end the season. And you guys, you know, we made kind of light of it, your Road Warrior statement, and, and that was awesome. You, you were ready to play anytime, anywhere, unlike uh, a team up around Linton. They, they would play any, anybody that wanted to play. And, um, but talk about how you capped that off the other night against Sullivan. What a last two minutes of basketball. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. And uh, talking to some of the coaches here before the, the podcast started, you know, I've been coaching 21 years, and that one ranks in the top three of, of endings that I've been a part of. Uh, so three out of 21 years, that's how special it is, uh, the, those types of endings. Uh, you got to have a little bit of luck. Sure. You know, and, and I think Darren admits it. And, uh, you know, we threw that thing up there. And if we do that 20 more times, we may hit it once or twice again. <laughs> so uh, that, that's the type of percentage shot it was. But the bottom line is, is, is we gave ourselves a chance. And if you give yourselves a chance, uh, you've got a chance. And, and we took, took a hold of that last five seconds and, and took advantage of everything we had. Well, I was de- we were debating before the podcast what shot was better, Marcus or – or Darren. Right. And, and I, you know, I usually don't call people out on our little Twitter thing we do, but I wanted to give Marcus credit as well because, uh, you know, we're down four with five seconds left and he drained a three and gave us a chance to either tie it or win it, um, depending on what they did with their free throws. So, yeah, that shot doesn't go in. The game's over. Of course, there's three or four others right along there, too. Yeah. But uh, big, big. You know, we had only hit two threes throughout the game. We hit two threes the last five seconds of the game. So, uh, uh, kids really stepped up and made some big plays and got it done. And did you say that was Darren's second three of the year? Yes, it was. His, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and the thing is, his biggest three and was he hit it at the end of the third quarter against Linton the other night, 42-36. Mm-hmm. And for his first three of the year, we thought, wow, what a shot. And then little did we know, seven days later, yeah. uh, biggest shot of his life. Did you call time? You- oh, go ahead, Chris. So are you going to put more sets in for him uh, this week to, for three-pointers for Darren? No, it's it's just that last-second stuff that he excels at. So, Did you call timeout before Marcus's three, the first one? We called timeout call time when out. he hit it. Yeah, okay. And so is it, the last one that, that Darren hit, that ball came in bounds, yeah. one pass, two – I mean, that's obviously something you've worked on yeah. quite well, a bit. We got to talk about it as soon as Marcus hit it. Uh, you know, we knew we were going to foul, so we got that out of the way. Uh, and then we talked about kind of what we wanted to do. But uh, Coach Haywood sitting here, you know, uh, against Ligoti, we're in the same type of situation uh, there at the end of the game. And, and we kind of messed up who was supposed to take the ball out and who was supposed to go where. And since that point in time, it's really taught us, man, you got to be prepared for this stuff ahead of time. You can't, you cannot diagram it and dissect it, um, you know, in 30 seconds. So we had a really good idea what we were doing. Uh, but, but credit option one was taken away and everybody here knows option one was to give it to Jalen and get out of the way and uh, the way the rebound came off he wasn't available and so Logan looked up the floor and found Darren and the rest is history yeah that was that was awesome and, and uh, Deco have you talked to to coach Mullen is he okay <laughs> well I got a text message at 105 <laughs> That was uh, early. Friday slash Saturday morning asking him if I was up, and he wanted to stop by. <laughs> uh, I, I talked to him for 45 minutes last night, and he, uh, uh, I mean, he's, we, we, you know, of course he and Brent came over to the uh, uh, to the matinee game yesterday and, and talked to him for a while last night. And, and uh, the thing you don't remember about John is he, he's really fantastic on the radio. And, and But when you throw a child into, into the mix, and, and Josh and I can talk about this during volleyball this season, you just become a, a wreck. And, yeah. and, uh, and, and yeah. Mike way more than I Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's the truth. But, 
But, uh, you know, it was funny. I finally watched it last night. I didn't realize that, that John was filling in for Joey, and Joey was gone. And, and uh, yeah, he, he's something else. But, hey, good kids and, and, and making plays. And, and the week before the sectional, it just gives us – it adds another uh, wrinkle right. or layer. That's exactly right. Josh, Ryan, um, you've, you've worked – you've both got experienced teams. You've got good basketball teams. You – are you working more on situational stuff? Like, like Coach said, that was something they worked on. They knew what to do. Are you working more situational stuffs now versus whole system things? No, and I think it goes back to what Brent said. I think you have to do that throughout the season. So if you get in those scenarios, your kids already know what you want to do, and we do that throughout the year in practice. No, what we're working on right now is uh, more holistic stuff and, and breaking down different teams and – you know, we've been doing that for the last couple of weeks, you know, and, and I'm not afraid to say that we probably prepared more for the sectional last couple of weeks than we have for the teams that we've been going against. But I, th I think that's what Brent and, and Ryan would say that their kids are doing at the same time. Yeah, we are too. I mean, you know, we, we got to do a lot of stuff this week. I, I think the best thing about playing on Friday and not even knowing who you're playing is you can take a few days here early, early in the week and work on you. And, um, and like you said earlier, our scores have been pretty – you know, they've been blowouts, you know, lately. And I thought North Knox was a really good wake-up call for us in that, you know, they're physical, they're aggressive. Coach Crabtree's my old JV coach. I mean, he knows exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. And and it, it reminded me and our guys that not everybody's just going to roll over for you and, and let you whip them by 30 yeah. and, and just take it and move on. And, uh, you know, we needed that. And it was nice to get that wake-up call and still get a win. And we still won by 13. They made a three at the buzzer or – right close to the buzzer make it 13 but but we really got to get back to to making it making it tough for us here these first couple of days this week and then once we figure out if we're playing orleans or shoals we'll start working on them yeah chris did you have something no i just want to go back to coach haywood there you know he was talking about orleans uh after lagodi put that beat down on them Orleans dropped four of their next six, and the two wins had to go to overtime. So I don't know what Coach Haywood did to them, but you, <laughs> you, you kind of put them back in their cave, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're he really, doesn't know, and he's not going to say. <laughs> they're really young. I mean, they, they, they don't look different on film. I mean, they have the same dudes making the same plays. Um, you know, I, I think – with young guys, more more film that gets out there on them. You know, I think when they beat North Davis, everyone was like, "Whoa, you know, this is this is for real. Uh, we we've got to take these guys serious." And and I think everybody kind of, um, you know, maybe focused in on them more 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 prep film wise and kind of you know do, doing a better job of taking away what they what it is they like to do. Well, and Brian, you brought up situational awareness. I mean. Luke Zeller sat right here in and our so studio and, up, yep. and said they practice that shot every single day in practice. Yep. So. The, the one, one of the most iconic shots in Indiana history, yeah. He said they, they did that every day. Let's talk health real quick. Devin rolled his ankle. He going to be okay? Well, we don't know. Um, you know, Nate, Nate, <laughs> Did you hear that? Well, you guys hear no, that? <laughs> Tell us more. No. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I wish I could say, yeah, he's going to go. I mean, I think the kid's tough enough that he's going to go Friday. And uh, – but those are you know, painful. We, we, oh, oh, that's painful. Well, and, and what it was is he just kind of clipped his toe on the hardwood and and rolled it to the outside, and, and he's got a ligament on both sides, which makes it tougher. And so uh, we talked last night, uh, texting back and forth after our game. And, you know, I said, make sure you're doing all the treatments that, that Nate has given him, our trainer from the core center. 
And, um, you know, Nate thinks that he can be back. He definitely will not practice Monday. He definitely won't play on Tuesday. Nate thinks there's a possibility. But he also told me he's rubbing some magic Amish salve on it, too. So When, when my daughter Olivia rolled hers, um, I, we, we got a very big education in that salve. Yeah. Uh, unkers can cure anything. And yeah. if you don't know the power of unkers or burdock leaves, then you just need to – Stay after the show, and we'll, I'll, I'll give a PowerPoint presentation about it. I, can, I, I, I rolled my ankle yesterday, and, and I've just pickled myself with Maker's Mark, and I'm walking fine. <laughs> well, but, you know, I would if, if I was putting a, a bet on it, I would bet on Devin. He's going to play. Yeah, he's a tough kid. Yeah. Uh, Dow, same thing. How's your health? Uh, or what, anybody else? You're good. No. Yeah, we're pretty healthy. Uh, we, we went through some uh, nicks and bangs the last couple weeks, but uh, the burdock – Leaf has been in our locker room as well, and uh, you know seems to do wonders. I guess I don't know, but uh, we're pretty healthy uh, heading into the the last part of this season, and um, you know feel good about where we're at. We are as well. Um, Jalen Mullen or, or Jalen Mullen, Jalen Wildman. Healthy. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> take him too. See, what, can we, can see what's on him. See what's on his mind. Yeah, um, Wildman. You know he was banged up earlier in the year with you know an, a nasty growing injury. And um, and here as of late, you know he's he's felt some discomfort, but but he's okay. I mean, you know he's a he's a wild man. He's going to play through it and uh, and and probably punch you in the mouth while he does it. Um, and then Luke Nante, you know, with his he has some issues with his hand a little bit, but it's his off it's his off hand and just a little sore, bumps and bruises like everybody else. But but all in all, you know we're healthy going into the sectional. Good. Uh, just a question, you know, talk about health. How has this season just been totally different than anything else? I mean, I know, Coach, you mentioned Friday after when that was the most atmosphere you guys have felt all year. Yeah. I mean, how how is that? And then COVID itself, how has that just changed this whole year? Well, I can't speak for the other coaches, but I'll say this. Uh, it's helped me a little bit. Uh, maybe my anxiety, my uh, have to have everything the right way and, and, and plan ahead. And you got four days to prepare for this team. And uh, you want to do it this way, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That stuff's went out the window, man. And, you know, we we practice and then, you know, we'll add a game two days before we play them and, and go play. And it's been that way all year. And it's it's kind of been a good thing. I mean, I don't want to do it all the time, but it's it's not been horrific. Uh, it's, it's forced you to be flexible. It's forced you to trust your kids. It's forced you to just go play basketball and learn on the fly. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've done a pretty good job of of handling that I heard at the beginning of the season I was on your podcast before we even started I think it was our first day of practice yeah um that we you know whoever handles adversity the best this season is, is going to come out on top and all three of these teams have done a tremendous job of uh, the the schools uh, in general the administration the coaches everyone uh, has really done done a good job of, of handling all this and we we've all had our ups and downs with it um, but you got to deal with it. It's it's there in front of you, and uh, it's something we've all done pretty well. I'll, Just, say, I'll say this about the the teams here. I mean, you know, we've all lost games throughout the season, but we never scheduled down. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, two of our three losses are to teams that weren't even on our schedule. Right. Start the yeah. Linton, Princeton. You know, we we lost Springs Valley and Mitchell. 
and we added Princeton and, and, and Linton. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Bar Reeve has played the one of the toughest, you know, toughest schedules in the state, and the North Davis has done the same thing. So we've all tried to prepare ourselves, you know, for this moment, for this sectional, and uh, it's going to be a hell of a ride this yeah. week. Well, it, it, it for sure is. Well, and to that point, and I know those guys over there on that side of the table are in the same situation that we were in. You know, it, it was frustrating sometimes when you would call teams that you wanted to play because they would make you better and they had no interest in playing us. Yeah. And I know that Lagodi and North Davies were in the same boat right. that just teams didn't want to play. Well, I think there were major and minor disappointments in some of those games that didn't happen. <laughs> wow. I should – you know what? I should have – dang it. I, you know, I got a chance to be a great radio host. I should have been ready for that. And it's uh, – I'll go no, off. No, I found it. I found it. Wait, Chris. Wait, I found. There. Hey, we go. hey I'm, I'm going to say it. I'll, <laughs> I'll just talk about it. You're, you're a child of the '80s, Emmons. Did, did I am. You say anything. Anything. Thompson, the movie, say anything. Oh, yeah, I got you. Thompson was like John Cusack with the boombox outside of the Linton, you know, high school, just you know, playing. Yeah, I right. mean, he was come in to me in your eyes, in your eyes, and, and, and they wanted nothing. Yeah. Except it was in our gym yeah, or in yeah. your gym. In we don't give gym. a shit. Let's just Hell, play. We yeah. tried it. We tried to play it at North Davies. We didn't care. But coaches, Thompsons are an advantage playing Tuesday night. Good. I, I I love playing Tuesday night. I mean, I, I think I don't care who it is you play. You get out there on the sectional floor. Get a chance to go through warmups. You know, our our main guys may only be on the floor for four or five minutes yeah. on Tuesday night. But I, I just I've always loved playing Tuesday night. Even I think back to my playing career, um, Joey was at um, Shackamack at that time, and Shackamack was pretty good. And you know, there was a lot of talk going into that game that you know, we had a chance to make a run uh, deep in the state tournament, but Shackamack was talking about how they were going to beat us uh, going into the sectional, and we drew them on Tuesday night. And I feel like that was a big advantage to playing them early in the sectional, and, and then obviously the rest of the road we, we had that experience. But heck, going to play at WRV, we played there seven times a year. You know, yeah. we played the classics right. there, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So that was kind of like our home away from home. But uh, I've always been a big believer that yeah. Tuesday night's the night to be on. You guys, either one of you, kind of wish you were playing, or are you happy where you're at? I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, that, the biggest thing for us, even no, I mean, you know, not having to play both of these teams, you know, even probably bigger than that was that we didn't play Tuesday with the girls' state finals, everybody going up, not being able to practice Saturday. I mean, us not having to rush into it, yeah. you know, it was was uh, huge for us. I and mean, we need we need a few days to kind of tighten up some loose ends that that maybe have have gotten loose, you know, as, during this win streak when you're just blowing teams out. So. I'll take – I hope the IHSA is listening. Josh Thompson wants to play every Tuesday. <laughs> we will take the bye every, yeah, uh, right. every year they want to give it to us. There you go. So, so Coach, just let me know that I should take WC in the 98. Yeah, take, take it all day, every day. <laughs> all day, every day. I'm going to go back to something that Dal talked about just yeah. a second ago about – giving a lot of credit to administrators because it wasn't easy on principals and ADs this year. And I know Brent wears both hats coaching and, and being the AD, but you know, Aaron Ash, anytime I'd go to Aaron and I'd say, Hey, I think we got this chance to play this team on this night. And I don't know if it's going to work out. He's just like, Hey, let me know. and We'll get officials. And then the other people I got to give credit to is the IHSA. I mean, from day one, they were pushing yeah. that we were going to play boys and girls basketball. Right. And Michigan didn't play until late. 
And Illinois is a Illinois is a train wreck. Illinois is a train wreck. They're and still playing play basketball and football there. practice starts in yeah. like two weeks. I think. And I mean, we I feel like we were out in the forefront of yeah. everything with high school sports this year, even going back into the fall. Right. I think you'll like this one with Illinois. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but the cheerleaders can cheer, but they can't say anything. <laughs> they can do the arm movements and the waves, but they can't wow. they can't actually vocally say anything. Wow. <laughs> true, true story. I swear to God, I hadn't. I have not heard that. Hey, hey, hey Brino, is, is is the governor of Illinois a Democrat or a Republican? Oh. I can't remember. Here we go. If if we do that show, we're probably going to have to remove bourbon from the title because <laughs> I don't know what would happen. But the good thing is Todd Lancaster's here now. My team's yeah, growing. Yeah, it's growing. It's getting bigger. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk about that being being an athletic director as well as coach this year. What a nightmare has that been? We, it it could have been a real night. Two years ago, um, we kind of reorganized what we were doing. Um, I needed some help um, with with the AD and assistant principal job, and uh, Mr. Mullen became my assistant uh, athletic director, uh, if you would. I got a couple periods to to work on that each day, and um, you know, two years ago it was pretty copacetic and everything yeah. was good um and so i said hey why don't you just be in charge of the scheduling and and i'll take care of everything else and he thought that was great because he loves doing that he loves making phone calls and emailing and i do not yeah. and uh so he's great at it uh, little did he know here comes <laughs> pandemic uh we counted him up he scheduled over uh 65 games rescheduled scheduled and and you think ah, 65 games that's officials that's gate workers that's concession yeah. workers um that's rescheduling nights and practices and right. you know all that stuff that goes with it all the all the the junior high teams that are supposed to practice it, it's I mean, been that's, yeah it's been uh, it's been the what the spring is usually you know with the rain dates uh on steroids times 10. i mean it's it's been unbelievable but john has been tremendous um and and all of our coaches and um administrators the support mm. and and some of the tough decisions that you had to make i mean you're mm. making life and death decisions kind of and mm. and know, as we and talked at the beginning there's no playbook for this no, no. one knew what in the hell they were doing when we right. started all this yeah. right and so. every decision those guys made it was going to be the wrong decision in that's somebody's right eyes. in somebody's eyes yeah yeah, yeah. So. and that was it and you kind of both alluded to it what there's not an overabundance of officials anyway how difficult was that trying to to maneuver that stuff well, you got to have your you got to have your Blake Burkharts of the world that will show up in the the uh, moment of a you know moment's notice. Uh, we had four or five guys. Wags also came over several times. Him and him and Pat uh, would come over, and so you got to have your little core group of guys that'll just be there every night for you. And uh, we did, and I know I know these other schools did too. Yeah. Hey, before we dive into individual players on these teams. Let's talk about the best place to get Mexican food in Odin, and that is Casa Sevilla right there in Odin on 100 Northwest Street. They will cater your events or your small gatherings. Give them a call, 812-636-2000, and they can help you out with all that. Blake, they got a great menu that, uh, as I can tell, you've been partaking in this winter. Yes, sir. Thanks for that. And don't forget, not only have they got an extensive menu of great Mexican food, but uh, what else do they have they're very proud of? Margaritas. Great big old icy margaritas. Throw salt or sugar, whatever you want on it. But just go by or give them a call, 812-636-2000. Casa Sevilla, the house of flavor. Well, I'm trying to get my body like the hot tub time machine boys out there, you know. 
I mean, they got the physique. You know, they might be slimming down a little bit. I don't think the water's slopping over the edges of that hot tub like it used to be. <laughs> the first time they called us, Jeez. sent us a video begging to be on this podcast. They were, I'm not sure that they had any swimsuits on, which was very frightening <laughs> because they're the only two men in the hot tub. So I'm not sure what was going on exactly. Are, are they anonymous can, still, or can we name them? <laughs> so far, they're still anonymous. Okay. Hey, but, I'm but getting the, really bad visions in my mind. You go back and talk about basketball. You should have seen the video. Have, yeah, have, yeah, you should have seen the video. I have this friend, Tyler Schulteis. He's built like a Greek god. I will tell you that for a fact. <laughs> okay, now uh, we're going back to basketball. Wow. Coach Haywood, let's talk about your team and, 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 and who you've – have anybody been surprising this year? I mean, we know who your leaders are, Silas and – and then you mentioned the Wildmans, and, and I know you got some young kids coming on. Just talk about your players a little bit. Well, I think I told you guys early in the year, you know, I thought Peyton Bledsoe, by the time it was all said and done, would be the best player I've ever coached. And, and we were hoping, you know, he'd make a big jump from his freshman year to his sophomore year, and he certainly has. I mean, he's, he, he's, he's really, really good, a great shot maker for us, a tremendous, you know, player on offense. Um, Silas Bauer, you know, last year, the number one thing we did was we asked him, you know, you're six five, six six. We're a one A school, son. You got to go inside. You know, you, you've got to live in that paint and and, and dominate it for us. And uh, on most nights he has, but uh, he's continued to buy into that. Um, he'll do anything you ask him to do. Um, over a thousand points, over six hundred rebounds. I'm sure you guys have all seen that, where he's only the third player in school history uh, to do so. Jordan Wildman, you know, he's, he's continued to not force things. Um, you know, we talk about that little that little toy that kids have with the circle and the square and the star you know don't try to with that little plastic hammer try to hammer that square into that circle yeah. you know i mean just let it come to you you'll, you'll, you'll feel it when it's there and uh and and jordan easily last year as our leading scorer back as a senior could have just said forget this and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take over and it's gonna be my team and and he hasn't he's kind of turned over the reins to peyton and and um you know let peyton kind of you know lead us offensively and then uh, Luke Nante at the point, that, that's been um, his development. We threw him into the fire last year as a sophomore. He was good. Was he ready? Eh, I don't know. It was kind of questionable. Nice year for us. But now this year as a junior uh, has played, you know, even, you know, he's played that, I feel like, a pretty elite level. Obviously, these two guys have two tremendous point guards. But, you know, we feel Luke is right there in the same ballpark as them. Jalen Wildman, you know, he's our, he's our backbone. And then uh, – having you know Isaac Eagle come off the bench for us as a sophomore and, and make shots and be a, a top-notch defender um, about halfway through the year was 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 a big deal for us and I think it started around the North Davis tournament yeah Chris you've watched a lot of Lagodi basketball what, what do you feel about those guys going into the tournament uh, <laughs> uh, hard to handle I mean they're 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 gonna be a tough out I mean you know, and like we've said earlier, if anybody, you know, whoever makes it out of here is going to be a state champion. So, but yeah. I mean, that's that's all three teams are about the same there. Yeah, for sure. Coach Thompson of Bar Reeve, um, obviously, you know, you just had a very special day with Bryson Graber yesterday. You can talk about that a little bit. Obviously, um, unfortunately, only had one year of, of Kurt Hope, but talk about your team and your players. You got some special kids. Yeah, you talk about Bryson. Uh, you know, anytime that you're able to become the statistical leader in the state, uh, whether it re be rebounds or uh, obviously Damon Bailey's record, which I think almost is going to be untouchable for somebody to get. Um, you know, that's pretty incredible. So, you know, that, that was really great to see him get that. It was great to see him get it at home yesterday. 
uh, pretty special moment for him. Uh, and then you talk about Kurt Hope, and and I think um, the one thing that people don't understand is they see how hard Kurt plays on the floor. Yeah. They don't see how hard that kid plays in practice. And Coach Haywood probably remembers Connor Severe, and I know Brent does that, that played for me at, at Wood. And I thought I will never coach another kid that has a motor like that that play. And Kurt Hope has kind of put him to shame at times. Yeah. Um, unbelievably, unbelievably coachable. I teach advanced PE. Nobody outworks him in the weight room. If someone starts to get close, um, he puts them into place in the weight room. Uh, it's just been incredibly enjoyable to coach for me. And then uh, Hagen Neff, you know, we talked about injuries earlier. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hagen turned his ankle at the Wood Memorial game, but he also had turned the other ankle right after um, the Hall of Fame Classic in practice. And so there's been different times this year where Hagen's been a little nicked up. And I think the best thing for our team going into the tournament is Hagen's probably as healthy as he's been since the beginning of the year. And I think that's really big for us. Uh, obviously, we talked about Devin Graber earlier. Devin's just kind of our junkyard dog. You know, just does whatever it takes. You know, if, it, if somebody needs to go out there and tick somebody off on the other team, Devin's going to be the guy yeah. that's going to do it. If there's going to be a loose ball, Devin Graber's going to make some big it. plays. And too. that's that's why we need him to be to be healthy for us. Caden uh, Graber's really stepped up. He played really well for us in the middle of the year, then kind of hit a lull. He shot it really well the last couple weeks. Um, and then Jamison Miller has come on for us as well. So having those guys are important. But then we've also got Tommy Kidwell and Tyson Knapp, who in different scenarios, whether we need an offensive guy that can stretch the floor or we need a defensive guy that can go in there and guard somebody, those guys are really important. And then, you know, you got a guy like Tyson Knapp that didn't score this weekend for us. But I don't know if anybody's guarded Blake Sisley the way that kid did all year. So, I mean, those guys are nice options to have in the seven and eight hole. And then you got a kid that I'd never even heard of yesterday, scores, what, eight points in four minutes at Will Craig to start the game. Well, you know, and that's he's been an awesome kid for us because, you know, he's been in – both these guys have kids on their team that don't get a lot of minutes. Right. And we felt like even though it wasn't senior day yesterday that we needed to give him a start, ran some sets for him. He obviously came up with some baskets. And uh, he's been a guy that we've put on the on the practice squad to go against us yeah. at different times this year, and he'll do that again. this Well, week. and I, I asked I asked my son about him, and he said he's super athletic. Unbelievably and so, athletic, and that's the first thing I said. I bet in practice that really that it, really helps out. It does because yeah. you, you, it's hard sometimes to match the athleticism and the quickness that some of these teams have. Yeah. And so he's a good guy to go out there on in practice for us. Dow, I think your team throughout the season has probably. I don't think. In three months, you changed physically. I think your your team seems bigger and stronger than they did at the beginning of the year. And what? and you got a great leader out front. Can you just talk about those guys? Yeah, it's the the strength is not as big a, a concern as it was when we first talked. Yeah. You know, I I think I was quoted probably as saying on that podcast, uh, our biggest weakness is going to be weakness and and replacing uh, four senior starters that that started for three mm-hmm. or four years for yep. us. Back when we talked three months ago, we. We knew we had a good squad, but you know we weren't like Lagodi and Bar-Eve and had these guys back and and really knew that it was going to be a great season. And uh, you know, if you'd asked me at the beginning of the year how many wins, I'd, I'd have told you thirteen to fifteen, something like that. And uh, we we just kept coming and coming and coming and getting better and uh, learning what it's like to play at the varsity level because that's a that's a big difference. Yep. I mean, uh, three or four of those kids played all JV last year and. Uh, to to 
go through that season and then especially a season like this where you just add games here and there yeah. and you play and you travel and our first five games were on the road and we just answered every every question uh, each week and we played we paid basically seven guys uh, when we went through the the deal there in mid-January we lost the Wilson oh, yeah. twins uh, for a couple weeks we found an eighth guy in Marcus Britton I was getting ready to ask if that was a blessing in the skies yeah yeah that that could have been um, because what, what we got grade some, is he, Marcus? he's a junior, junior okay. uh, but we got some kids playing time we've got our our sixth and seventh man they became starters that that played all the time and got some good experience so we got four seniors Alex Steffi Bryce Collins Ike Wolford and Darren Loniger uh, and then basically three sophomores Jalen Mullen uh, Logan Wilson, Lance Wilson, and then obviously uh, Marcus Britton as a junior have gotten the majority of our minutes. And, you know, I mean, just the other night when we played Sullivan, we had uh, Jalen had 11, Logan had 11, Darren had 11, and Lance had 10. That's great. And, and, and it's like that for the most part every night. So, you know, you, you've got you to play the game and, and feel what it's going to be and see what the other team's um, – you know, game plan is who you're going to try to take away, who they, you know, what are they doing to us, where can we go, where can we exploit things. And um, we, we've got a very well-rounded team that can, can all go do that. I, I think the, the most obvious thing about your team, especially in this year when things change on a dime, you've got a point guard that can score if he needs to. You've got a point guard that can distribute and not score if he needs to. Yeah. Talk about Jalen and his game. He makes coaching a lot easier. <laughs> I'll say that. And, uh, you know, all, all three of those sophomores and, you know, I, Ike and Darren being the, the uh, starters as seniors, uh, they're right there, though, too. But they're seniors. They're, they're supposed to act like seniors. All three of those sophomores, you know, my wife was waiting up on me when I got home with the Sullivan game. She said that just the amazing thing is those sophomores never get rattled and they never – you know, and, and, and she's right. They, do, they don't, you know, they're not sophomores anymore. I mean, they're juniors as much playing time as they got. They're, they're old juniors as yeah. far as experience-wise. But to have Jalen, uh, that exactly what you just said, he knows when to go score. He knows when to pass. He knows when to create. He knows when to slow it down. He knows when to speed it up. He, he's always looking, attacking. He's always uh, communicating. He's the second coach on the floor. I mean, my gosh, he's been in the passenger seat with a wild man for 16 of his years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that wild man has the, – the, the biggest credit probably, and we see this as, as coaches, as a parent, you, you get really good players and all they want to do is score, all they want to do is score. Well, John taught his son that that's not how you play the game of basketball. You play the game of basketball by getting others involved. Uh, anytime John coached him, he was the first kid out of the game, first kid subbed. and you know, those types of things. And so as a parent, John did it the right way, raising uh, Jalen to, to be the type of player he is. Yeah. Blake, you've watched a lot of North Davis. Talk about from your from your thoughts, um, how do you see them going into the tournament? Uh, I mean, they're – I don't know who's playing the best on this table right now, but, I mean, they got to be up there. They're coming off two big wins of Linton and Sullivan. I mean, the kid I've loved all year, and Brian Owen and Chris can attest to this, is Ike. I mean, I think you sitting here three months ago – you had your four you knew about, but you didn't know who could be that fifth. Yeah. I mean, he he's impressed me all year, stepped up for you. I mean, just talk about him just a little bit. I mean, never played really varsity until this year. Mm -hmm. He he answered a lot of questions throughout the season. and But, you know, it's one of our policies that if you're a junior and you're playing JV, you, you we have plans for you and uh, or else we wouldn't play you there. And, you know, I, I took that time last year, and I've had others, Lucas Schwarzentruber, Isaac Schwarzentruber, both as Joey Riggins, both as, as juniors, 
uh, played a lot of JV, and then the next year they started in the semi-state, um, you know, their senior year. So, um, you know, that's what we've we've convinced with Ike and Darren, who played a lot of JV last year, that this your, your time is coming, and, and this is all good for you, and it teaches you uh, how to play different positions and, and be there in the end. So, you know, Ike is, Ike is a very confident kid that – uh, he's he's taking his opportunity, and he is flat exploded with with the opportunity. Mike DeCourcy, you probably have a, as a unique perspective as anybody in here. You you see them all. You obviously you're very good friends with with everybody in the room. Uh, how do you see it going with this personnel on these three teams? I, <laughs> I, I've worked for two of the coaches two. here. And, 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 um, and he enjoyed working for Dow way more than you. Yeah, <laughs> the, the degenerate sitting to my left. But, and and, and I, I, I haven't talked to Coach Haywood a lot. And, and, and I, you know, being a, a junior high coach is, is, you know, Josh and I have talked, is, is you get to see well in advance pretty much who you think is going to be, um, you know, a contender for a variety of reasons. And, and I think one of the things Coach Haywood did, and I, I don't want to step on any former coaches, is, is you know I, I think you know he came in and and I think people were surprised Lagodi beat us in the regular season last year. I, I was not. I thought Lagodi was a year overdue, and I thought he came in and, and they started. I mean they just played really hard, um, and and you know when you saw those kids in junior high, the Wildmans and Bauer, and and I mean you knew they were going to be here. It, it's not a surprise coaching against the Wilsons and Jalen. It's like. I mean, if anybody's shocked by this, I made the prediction. I see Coach McNabb back there. I said, North Davies is going to win more games this year than they did last year. I said it on the podcast. Yep, you sure did. did. And, and, and yep. I believed it because those kids play the right way. They're under control. They're disciplined. And, 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 and our kids, I mean, it's – I think a lot of people are surprised. That, oh, man, Lagodi's number two and North Davies is number – I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I am not surprised. And, and I think this is the way God intended it to be, and it hasn't been this way um, for a couple of years. I know North Davies has been up. We've been up with the success factor. Lagodi's had some coaching turmoil. But I think everybody's stable. Everybody's talented. And, and I think on Sunday morning when you open the newspaper or open the Internet, whoever the sectional champion is going to be, I, I just don't think anybody I, – I don't think there's a – nobody's going to be shocked. Yeah. Do you want to wait till the broadcaster's portion of this podcast to make who, who that headline's going to be, or do you want to say it right now? Oh, Bar Reeves winning. I mean, you know. <laughs> no, no, but but I, I mean, I I I I you know, obviously, I, like I said, I haven't I haven't seen Coach Haywood in practice, but but I've watched the other two guys practice, and and I know they they both get after kids, but they do it the right way. They do it with a lot of passion. Um, they do it differently, and I know I know like my friend Brent, he you know, he he gets this perception that he's you know this, and it's like the, the five years I was at North Davies, I never heard Brent like curse and practice one time but did he get after kids did he work them hard did he did he love on them at the same time yeah he did and and Josh was is kind of the same way and I just I remember coach Hughes telling me a long time ago that he felt like sectional 63 in this area he felt like it was the best collection of coaches in the state and I you know I see coach Wagner back there in the background but you know it's there there is nothing by next Tuesday night when they roll out the balls that you may add a wrinkle or you may add a layer, but 95, 98% of what each team's going to do, the other coaching staffs, they've already prepped for. Yeah. Yep. Yep. To all coaches, and I'll start with you, Coach Thompson. Uh, what was your best win you think of the year? And then to counter that, your worst loss? Well, I think, uh, and, and I'm not just saying this, I think our wins over Lagodi and North Davies have got to be right up there. 
I mean, you know. It was, going, a, it was going, a hell of a weekend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're not doing it again. But <laughs> <laughs> we, better be, we better be able to do it this weekend, though. But in the regular season, you know, there's, there's no, no secret as to why we separate those teams. But, you know, I, I thought that that weekend was good for us because – I think we were flying. It was pretty, very sectional-like. Yeah, it was very sectional-like, and I think we were flying a little bit high. And these guys know how 17, you know, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids think and things that people tell them at the Viking Mart and stuff like that. So I think that was a great weekend for us. Outside of those two wins over those teams, um, probably North Harrison and, and Heritage Hills was probably our most important win because we weren't playing as well as I thought we could be playing. And then – to go and play here to Chills and, and beat them the way we did, I think was that would probably our, be our biggest win outside the sectional this year. And, and we talked when you were on the podcast after after your first loss, and and we we talked about there's no moral victories, but you still had a lot of positives coming out of your two losses on the season. I mean, those were two fantastic basketball teams, and, and a lot of good things came out of those. Yeah, and and you know the schedule that we played this year was a lot of fun. Sure, yeah. but the schedule was intended to prepare us for this week yeah. and you know you could make an argument and and I, there's no doubt in my mind that North Davies and Ligoti go play those two teams they're going to be right there yep, with those I agree. teams as well I totally agree so I mean it, that was you know by design to get us ready for next week but these teams that we're going to have to beat in the sectional would have been right there as well yeah Ryan same question good wins yeah well I mean Obviously, North Davis, you know, in the tournament there, um, you know, as me and Coach Dow talked, you know, I don't think I don't think either team set the world on fire that night, but I think it had a lot to do with each other, um, you know. So, so that was a big one. Um, the second half, our season turned the second half of the Bar Reeve game, and we got down 19, and, um, and we found a way to just battle back. And I'm not sure if our guys really believed maybe that we could beat Bar Reeve. I don't know. But, but I think getting it back to a one-possession game, a two- or three-point game late in that game, even though, you know, I told our guys when – I told our coaching staff, we need to leave here tonight believing we can beat them. Whether we do or not, we need to believe that we can. And, and, and I thought once our guys kind of felt that, you know, it kind of changed everything. Um, you know, not to say if we, if we met them Saturday night, they don't, they don't blow us out, but, but – our guys left there believing. So we didn't win that game, but we left there believing. So that was a win, um, a moral win, I guess. And, and then, you know, I thought our worst game was at the Ford Center against Princeton. Of all teams, we picked Princeton. But What would be worse, that against them or Mount Carmel? Of them, for okay. sure. <laughs> God. Uh, I got my former players out there. God. <laughs> Um, Sorry for the question. Yeah, well, ask Dow now. I'm done. This is what makes this podcast the best in the area. We can all talk like real guys. Yeah. Well, well, everything, everything's a lesson, right? So, so when you say worse losses, um, I'm not going to call it worse, but you know, learning. First yeah. of all, we haven't beat a sectional team yet, so we're 0 and 3 against sectional opponents. Well, that's why you're ranked at the bottom. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. But um, yeah. probably the best worst thing that happened to us was getting beat by Lagodi in the uh, semifinals of the OMB um, because of I already mentioned we weren't ready to win the game at the end of the game. And, okay. and there was things that we didn't have in. There was things that we hadn't talked about up to that point, um, things that hadn't come up in the season. Uh, all happened in that, in that, overtime, in that regular uh, regulation in the overtime 
um, that that got us beat, and and uh, we didn't handle it very well. So uh, we we learned from that big time of of how to prepare ourselves. Not necessarily anything that's going to work against Lagodi, but uh, how how you prepare yourself for for the end of games and and regulations. And then uh, as far as wins, uh, I I would probably say two two of them stand out. One third game of the year against Perry Central. Um, I think they ended up 16 and four, 16 and five. They had a really good season. We knew they were going to be good. They had everybody back from the team that beat us on a last second shot the year before. We went to Perry Central. It was an ad. It was two days practice and then go. We knew nothing about our team and the heart and the effort and the guts that came out right there that showed us, hey, we might have something here. And 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 we propelled ourselves from from that point through. Uh, the rest of the season, and then probably the best win, um, you know, also in the later part of the season was the Linton game, mm-hmm. um, and and, and you got to include the Sullivan game too, just because um, we've been talking all year about beating Lagodi and about beating Bar Reeve, right. and yeah. we're we're good enough, and we we can do this. Well, we played teams uh, that were that caliber, and we did win, and and when you do win some of those games, it, it really. Uh, breeds confidence and and everything else that goes with it uh, into the sectional week. Yeah, we after that win we tweeted out that now um, North Davis is the same as South Davis on that no fly zone for Linton. <laughs> yeah, so, they're not they're not coming anywhere around here anymore. Um, it's no longer it's no longer the USA. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Um, you watched all these guys quite a bit throughout the season. Was there a game that really stands out from any of those teams to you? Give me a coin, and I'll tell you the sectional winner. Yeah, I mean that's 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 where I'm sitting at right now. I mean, I I, I I'm going to say Barry because I'm a Barry Homer. Everybody knows that, but you, you know, it, it could be it could. <laughs> He usually he one. usually says we when he's talking about Barreve, and then I have to say like, does your uniform still yeah. fit? Because I can't believe that it does. He's a six man. He's a classic banger. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> I, I got one now. Time, time right now. I'm on the. Sh- the sheet the coaching list but i'm way down low i'm in the small print tell him go ahead tell him and obviously because you're not in studio that's about where you're on our depth chart too i think you're starting tuesday against wc we've got his jersey ready for him <laughs> boy it better be a whopper <laughs> hey real quick would that rascal flats like my wish song be playing in the background <laughs> it'd be like make a wish song if he, he gets anywhere near a basketball court hey real quick we'll take a break here then we're going to come back and wrap up with these guys talk about their week of preparation and first we're going to hear from our friends at country oaks golf club where our studios are located as we sit here and do this podcast and overlook the 18th hole that is finally not snow covered so that means one thing Golf season is right around the corner. So when you're ready to start scheduling your events and your outings for your business or your nonprofit, give them a call. Trey Miller and his staff will be glad to help out. It's 812-486-3000. You know where they're located, right there on Route 50 between Washington and Montgomery. We can start talking about golf again, Blake. We can tell you that there's five sets of tees and Zoysia fairways, Zoysia tee boxes. The greens are always in good shape. So when it's time to start playing a golf again, remember Country Oaks Golf Club, 812-486-3000 for tee time. And we will see you at the Oaks. Speaking of league, uh, Country Oaks, uh, who's the league champion between us three? So, you know, 
I may not be a basketball guy, but golf is okay. You know, these coaches up here will tell you that it's good to have a short memory when you have a loss, and you and your son beating my team in golf league last year is definitely one that I'm going to forget. <laughs> All right, I got to ask this question because Coach Joey Riggins would be mad if I didn't ask it because he wasn't too happy that you asked him first last time there, Brino. So I'll ask Coach Thompson, who's the best player in a sectional? Best player in a sectional? Um I'm going to go with my guy, Kurt Hope. Um, I like my guys. I like Coach Haywood's team. I like Coach Dalrymple's yep. team. I like kids on those yep. teams. But uh, I'm getting on that guy's back any day. Hey, at least he answered. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Coach Haywood? I like my guys, too. Uh, Peyton Bledsoe. Sophomore Peyton Bledsoe. I like that. Val? I'm going to go with Kurt Hope. <laughs> 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 he's, yeah, I mean, he's obviously he's he's where they start, and um, you've got to you've got to account for him every single possession, and uh, he he he's he's just a huge difference maker on the floor, and it's you know these these two guys have have, have centers we we really don't, and uh, so that's a problem for us, and and he's a really nice player. Chris, who's yours? Who's your best player in a sectional? Sectional sixty three, the best in the state. Got to be Kurt. Blake? For those people out there that couldn't hear, Chris said Kurt. I'll go Jalen Mullen just because I have to. Thanks. That's <laughs> actually, uh, that, that, I'm not sure that's who I wasn't going to go just because of the way that kid controls games. Anybody out in the crowd want to yell out? Anybody got somebody they think differently? Mike DeCorsi. Mike Well, I guess it should, it, it's going to depend on if Chris gets to play. That could, that <laughs> well, that's could change true. the whole thing. But yeah. the thing about Barry, I mean, they got three guys. We could have named three different dudes. Yeah. You're the number one team in the state, and there's three guys that might be your best player. Yeah. You know, that, that's what makes them so difficult to deal with. Yeah. To that point, how big a, how big a year – and this is – I want to preface this. Everybody's glad Kurt's here. I mean, Hagen may have – Hagen may be on headlines all over the state of Indiana possibly if not sharing the ball with Kurt. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the two guys that, that Dow and, and uh, Coach Haywood mentioned – uh, with Jalen and Peyton Bledsoe, I think next year those guys are junior all-stars. I, I really yeah. do. And I'll be really disappointed if Hagen's not this year. I mean, that that's how good this sectional right. is. Yeah, exactly. And and the players in it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know if there are many sectionals out there outside of maybe sectional seven, sectional eight, there at Tech and, and with Carmel that – have more good players sure. in it than this sectional. Mike DeCourcy, we just mentioned a whole, you know, a few players that's the best in the sectional, and we didn't mention one of the best point guards in Southern Indiana history hey. that just set <laughs> the state record. Hang yeah. on, I, uh, Mr. Lancaster back there gives me a vote, being a correspondent and all every year in the Player of the Year in the area, and I voted Bryson Graper as Player of the Year last year, and uh, he said, "Why would you do that?" And I, I just, I mentioned that of all the players in our area. He was the only one that had a statistical line that popped if you knew what you were looking for. Right, yeah. You, you have a high school right. kid that averages eight or nine assists a game. I mean, that, that's like a, a player averaging 25, 28 sure. points a game. Yeah. And, 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 and that was my justification, and that's what I went with. And, and, uh, yep. But, but yeah. you know, maybe Jalen doesn't have a line like that, but, but, but Jalen's a maestro. He can completely um, – He does things he, that don't show up yeah, anywhere. That, yeah. that, that don't show up, and it's like – you know, you can't speed him up. He's he. They're going to get a, a great shot about every time. That he and, and and I just you know somebody like that is just is just so uh, so invaluable. But uh, Coach Haywood talked about Peyton, 
you know, Peyton's the same way. It's a different position, but but he he changes speeds and changes directions. I mean, as a sophomore, just I mean, he's he he's incredible. Yeah. And to think what he can be, you know, next year and beyond. It, it, I mean, it, it's a from that position is is, is uh, I mean, it's it's a really big advantage. Yeah. Um. And I want right. to I want to pose one more question to Coach Thompson because I'm looking at the clock and I know he's got to go here in a few minutes. What's your week look like schedule wise for your kids? Um. Obviously, you play Tuesday. How does that change everything? Maybe different from these guys. What's your week look like, Coach? Well, typically, um, you know, playing Tuesday, we wouldn't do much at all after school. We would come in and do our morning shooting, but uh, with playing later, um, you know, and there's no secret that, you know, we're we're heavy favorites against WC. We're we're still going to come in and do a lot of things that we would typically do on a on a day after school as far as practice and preparation, but. We've been doing a lot of stuff over the last couple of weeks, focusing on uh, North Davies and Lagoti. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I feel comfortable going into Friday and the weekend. Yep. Good deal. I know you got to get out of here. So yeah. I uh, mean, we got we got big things. I got to go pick my son up for yeah. first grade travel baseball. There's so. nothing more important than that right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> did thank you, you say so first much? grade travel baseball? Hey, we we start them early. Is that the sixth or the seventh layer of hell? That sounds. <laughs> <laughs> It, well, he texted me this morning. He said, "Hey, I got to get out of here. I got to pay my son of a baseball." And at that point, we have about four inches of rain. I'm like, what, does Barry build a dome? Going to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, or what do you do? Well, here's the deal: we, we've got that new hitting facility, so we've got those first graders in there two times a week. Albert's got our first graders in the gym three times a week. Yeah. So, you know, those guys don't get a whole lot of time yeah, off. They got, full, they got a full schedule. And, and, and as Chris and I keep reminding, as as the two sole uh, Barry golf boosters, that uh, with that new baseball facility, we could very easily be putting hitting mats and and and, and golf nets in there to be hitting, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's bad. Mike, pitchers and catchers reported about a month ago. Yeah, go Cubs, go. There you go. Finally, some smart people on this panel. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Coach, good luck to you. Thank you so much for giving us your time, hey, and uh, we'll talk to you. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Coach. Coach. And we won't keep you guys here much longer. We know you guys got dinners, but hey, speaking of that dinner, I just want to touch on that real quick. I want to know Dow's bill at uh, Odin Locker. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> For, for everybody out there who couldn't hear Chris just ask what his bill was at the Odin Locker for having to buy steaks for everybody tonight. <laughs> now, so being the veteran uh, coach of sectional 63, is this the most loaded that you've ever seen it as far as talent in the sectional? As far as I can remember, yes. Um, you know, I th- must intervene it, here in a minute. It's always loaded, um, but maybe not with the three teams. Yeah. Uh, usually two and then one good one. Um, but there's three what I would term great teams. And, you know, everybody's already said it here. Uh, if we win this thing, uh, we will be disappointed if we get beat again. And, you know, same same for yep. Lagoti, same for Bar Reeves. So, yeah, it's uh, top to bottom. And then Orleans being, being – we can't beat them. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, and then Shoals took Orleans to overtime. Heck yeah. 500. I mean, it's it's unbelievably loaded. And it's really, it's really a shame. Yeah. I mean – what a regional this would make oh, if, wow. yeah. if we could yes. figure that out ever. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, what made, it's what's made our program throughout the years. We, you know, had, had we stayed in the WRV sectional, no offense, no offense to any of those teams, um, but we would have been preparing all season to beat Bloomfield and Shackamack and WRV. Instead, we're preparing to beat the number one and number two teams in the state um, each and every year. I mean, each and every year. Barry's been to the state finals six, seven times. Lagoti's been there three or four. They've each won it. Um, you know, each and every year, you've, you've got to be top five in the state to win a sectional, and we know that, and, and it's, uh, 
you know, what we've learned to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm new around here, but you know, magic made, you know, Larry better. Larry made, yeah. you know, our broadcasters are here. They tell you, we go up, I'll go up there and we'll win by a game by 30 and, and I'm not happy at all because I know it was not good enough to beat them. It wasn't good enough to beat Barry. That's right. And it doesn't matter your, your win streaks. It doesn't matter who you beat by how much. You know, you've got to always have them in your head and them in your head, and you've got to make sure your team's good enough at the end of the day to beat them. And, yeah. uh, and I think, I'm guessing, you know, we, we make each other better. Yeah. No doubt. So what, what about you guys? Oh, I'm sorry, Mike, you had something. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, a couple of things. I. I Blake, here we go. I'm going to say this. Okay. I, there have been other times where I think the sectional is just as good, and I would hope Wag would back me up on this. 2009, which there may have been some controversy that year. I just but, had that video that? sent I, me I, to again this week. There's been some controversy. Dalrymple has had shock therapy since then, so he doesn't remember. <laughs> Somebody's but, just sent that this week. Hey, have you ever seen this? But, 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 that, but, but that year also, you know, you, you had North Davies, Barive. But but Wag can back me up. You also had Vincent Gervais yeah. in the top Beak, in the top five, and then Tyler you had Lagodi, who was really young, and that and that core that he they had that year ended up winning the state championship in twelve, and and you know even after the whole at Barry we call it the Josh Turner game, uh, but but oh no, I never met him. But no, but I think Brent honestly would tell you, hey, after that game, the sectional wasn't over. You had to. Yeah. Really, your guys had to really fight and claw to beat Reve on a Monday night at that time. Well, I'm convinced the only reason we beat Reve is because the girls were in the state finals on Saturday. Had an extra and we had day. to move that game yep. because emotionally that was such a game that – and we kind of knew that we didn't deserve to be there. I mean, that shot did – you know, shouldn't have counted. I mean, let's admit it. But it did, and it, it was what it was. And uh, we had to regroup and refocus ourselves. And thank God that Reve girls were in the state that year. Yeah. What's your week look like, Coach Haywood? Well, like I said, the first couple of days here, we'll, we'll really get back to um, – there, there's things at North Knox game. I'm just not happy. We came back and practiced 6.30 in the morning on Friday. We, had, we played Thursday night. We practiced 6.30 in the morning. Not because I'm mad at them, just because they wanted to get away for the state final. Right. So we came in, worked really hard for an hour, hour, 15 minutes uh, before school Friday. And then uh, we'll, we'll get back to us, you know, because I just feel like things got too easy. For a while yeah and, right and and when it got difficult again we didn't respond the way that i thought we would so i need to make sure things get real difficult in practice here these That's first couple of days uh before we know who i mean i'm not going to prepare for orleans because shoals could beat them you know so we'll wait and see who we're going to play and then and then starting wednesday you know after we've drug them through hell and back uh, monday and tuesday you know then we'll start kind of loosening up the reins a little bit and starting to prepare for uh, whoever it is we're going to play. What about you, Dow? Well, that's a big thing. You, you have to have this week planned out. Uh, it comes so quickly. Things come at you. Uh, you start, you get all those pats on the back and you get your locker decorated in the locker room and the cookies and the meals and all that Steak stuff. Dinners. Steak dinners. Yeah. <laughs> Steak dinners. Um, <laughs> you, you, you have to, uh, you have to really uh, focus on the, on the task at hand. So, uh, yeah, our week kind of starts tonight with, um, you know, kind of uh, rewarding ourselves for a job well done over the, the season. But, you know, we're, and I'm sure we'll watch that shot that Darren hit at Sullivan and uh, those things. But you know what? We're going to put that to bed tonight. And, and that is 
where it is and uh, we'll we'll start refocusing and and you know I'm we're going to prepare for Bar Reeve all week. Uh, we've been preparing for Bar Bar Reeve since last March. Right. And uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll just stay sharp and be ready to go on Friday. We had uh, one of our other podcasts, the Old School Red Hill podcast that I do for my high school over in Illinois. We had our legendary coach Fred Kendall in, which I know coach Haywood has, has played for him in an All-Star game before and we were just talking about the state of basketball in Illinois and and when you see it not this year necessarily, but even last year, you know, we've got Red Hill Lawrenceville, big rivalry in a regional game, and there's nobody in the stands. Yeah. I can't explain to my friends over there what this is like, mm-hmm. how lucky we are to be right here in this situation. We're not professional broadcasters. We're out here just turning on a microphone and hoping it goes halfway well. But this is amazing. Real quick, and do you want to touch on the attendance and everything sure. for sectional? Thanks, Blake, for interrupting my big speech there. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking attendance. <laughs> well, I, uh, each, I you're done. <laughs> each school, each school received 800 tickets uh, in our sectional meeting last week. Um, there are no season tickets per the HSA. It's it's you buy for one game. Um, so uh, us and Lagodi are basically selling for Friday night only at our own schools. We start that tomorrow. We'll, we'll go through our players first, then our students, uh, and then we'll open that to the public uh, for however long the tickets remain. I, I'm not sure we'd sell 800, but that shot the other night may have, may yeah, have, right. may have boosted our sales. <laughs> yeah, right. um, so we may, we, we may sell out, but each team has 800 tickets each game. Uh, you can only go to that game. So if you're playing second game Saturday, Friday, Tuesday, let's get that right, Tuesday, um, there's a 6 o'clock game between Orleans and Shoals. Um, we'll put 45 minutes on the clock after that game's over uh, to clear the gym, get everyone out of the gym and the parking lot, and then 25 minutes before the second game starts, we let people into the gym um, with, with their already bought tickets. There are no tickets at the door. You have to get them. Uh, at, at each school so uh, that's kind of our setup we're, we're happy about that and the fact that you know some of these teams that went on to regional and, and semi-state with the girls they only got five six hundred tickets I mean we may get more tickets in the sectional than we do regionals and semi-states right. as, as yeah. whatever team wins advances so sure. um, you know we feel good about what we're doing we feel good about the safety the protocols um, we're experienced at it and uh you know, we just we just ask people to help us. I mean, the the administration and the coaches have already helped us and and volunteered to pre-sell all these tickets and eliminate lines great, and yeah. and those types of things. Yep. So we ask the fans to to do that as well. Um, anyone listening, I might mention just one last thing: park in the back of the school. There are doors all around that school. Every single one of them will be open, and parking in the back is just as close as parking down the uh, runways as you yep. enter enter the school. Uh, area so park in the back of the school and come in through those back doors uh, leads you right into the gym and uh, that would create a lot of uh, less confusion as yeah. we're trying to get fans in and out okay good good point chris you got anything as we wrap up with these two coaches no i, I it's gonna be a great week it i is. mean i just yeah i hate that i'm gonna miss it and i had to watch it on tv but uh yeah it's gonna be a great week well, we'll wrap it up, let you guys get out of here. We'll take a quick break, and then we're going to get some broadcasters on there to get their ideas on, on what we're up up for this week. But uh, Coach Dalrymple, 
Coach Haywood, thank you so much. I know you. this is a very, very busy time. We truly appreciate you coming in. Thank and you. this is yep. a hopefully this will be as much fun for everybody listening and the fans going to the games that it has been for us to be a part of our podcast. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Right. Thanks, it's really guys. fun to be here. Appreciate yep. you having thank you. us. Thank you. All right, we are back, and we again would like to thank Red Bones Bar and Grill for uh, providing the pizza tonight for this uh, fantastic sectional 63 preview that we are doing. It was great. You know, they have uh, the best burgers in town, I think. Pizza, steaks, chops, everything. So go see the folks at Red Bones for all of your food and beverage needs. And also, again, we want to thank our title sponsor, as always, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. They've supported us since the very beginning of this podcast, and we truly appreciate it. I don't know if it's broadcasting in excellence, but it's broadcasting of some sort. So thank you, Travis, for, uh, for helping us out with that. And now we've got... Uh, the real reason everybody's listening. A very intellectual, <laughs> intellectual panel of of people up here of course we we tried to get rid of him with the coaches but uh, the voice of the vikings mike DeCourcy, stuck around i anytime i can be at a table with uh, coach wagner and, and the todd father it's uh the todd father. It, it, it's broadcasting gold now i think it's now your third appearance on the mm-hmm. show i believe now what, what do they give on saturday night live when you do your fifth appearance you get that like a red jacket or something so we need to start getting wags fitted for that <laughs> wrzr broadcaster coaching legend mike wagner thanks for being here my man glad to be here and next washington times herald sports editor and as he told me on my text message the other day he's starting a podcast called bourbon b-ball and double bogeys <laughs> <laughs> so get ready for that todd lancaster nice <laughs> back from the vinyl store buying tons of records today yes i was yeah, I, I feel like i'm within royalty right here though i mean those guys are are golden you know absolutely we're just the, We're just nobody. And, and get ready. Now, we got the first guest ever on Birdies Bourbon and Basketball making his third appearance yeah. on the show, Stephen McNabb. Happy to be here. Exciting week ahead. Yep. And first-time visitor, but somebody we keep talking about. we got to get Greg in here, WRZR, fantastic play-by-play guy, Greg Bateman. He's the legend. There he is. Well, thank you very much. It's not, I'm not used to being on this side, but I'm loving it. You guys yeah. do a great job. I enjoy it very much. Thank we're, you for having we're me. We're seriously trying to figure out what the hell we're doing. I don't, I, you know, I just watched the first portion, and I don't think you guys do anything seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. We were just talking earlier. John Harrell was on here, and, and, and with, you know, everybody in the state looks at john harrell's site and and uh then when we saw his picture and met him we think i think it's a pretty serious guy you know and by the time we interviewed him i said hey thanks a lot he said i just hope you got something you can use because i just laughed the entire time so we we have a lot of fun you know know, that's amazing i'm sorry but I would love to get John Harrell. I thought about that, and I thought, I don't know how to get him. So you give me his contact if you would. Right there. You're not going to get very long messages back, I'll tell you <laughs> that. Right. It's okay, sounds good. But So we were a little worried, but it was we, a great we have, a, we have a very vast staff here at Birdies Bourbon and Basketball, but he produced that episode. So. All right. Yeah, um, Brian, real fast. Yeah. My John Harrell connection is his brother was my ninth-grade algebra teacher in really? Huntington. He's part of a long line of sports casting and what? sports. Sports writing was that royalty. Your, so that's that why you're not a math first, teacher. Yeah, was that your first or second year of algebra? <laughs> that's why he's not a math teacher. My whole point <laughs> of, is, algebra, of algebra one. My whole point is he and uh, Hamill from Bloomington, you know, who was Knight's buddy, yeah. are both Huntington yeah. guys. Yeah, he talked about him on the podcast. Doc, Doc Emmerich, uh, the, the hockey broadcasting legend. Chris Shankle is another Huntington oh, yeah. broadcast. Is nobody, that right? nobody cares, Todd. And, and, and who else? <laughs> Somebody else at this table. But nevertheless. That's my, my connection to him. Is his dad, his that's brother. My, 
Well, let's try to get the show back going again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wags, okay, yes. you're, you've been through these battles. You've, you've, you've done it all. I, and you know what I meant to do I, when you walked in? I was going to say, finally, a state championship coach. Oh, oh wow. Dang it, I can't believe I forgot that. But um, am I – I say it's the best sectional. It, it, it's We've got this. Nobody, everybody loves this. You know, yeah. but am I overblowing it? Oh, no. I, uh, I put something on Facebook earlier about the – Three-headed monster, you know. Barreves at twenty-two and two, and ranked number one. Mm-hmm. Lagodi's nineteen and three, and ranked number two. North Davis nineteen and three, ranked number four. And I said this is going to be one heck of a sectional. Completely forgot about Orleans, Orleans. At fifteen and five, and then right. Shoals is yeah. eleven and ten. Yeah. When's the last time that happened? You know. Yeah. So it, it's going to be probably one of the best I've ever witnessed in a long, long time. As and, far and, as everybody being. And you know, if by some chance it doesn't turn out to be close games, it. The anticipation's fantastic right. because what we what we're looking at is yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and you, and you can't count out Shoals because they had them down early when they played Orleans and got beaten what double overtime I think. Right. And uh, it's just you know it's just amazing that these teams are this this good at this time at of the year. same time. Yeah, yeah. At the same time. Hey, Bruno, you know on that Wags point right there, you know we saw something this morning on that eighty six and forty is the the combined record of all the teams. And one now, granted, you drop out. <laughs> You, yeah, you drop out one of those teams, and that's a pretty – that's a third-highest-ranked sectional in the state. Which one would you drop out? Um, yeah, sorry. Oh. Todd, you cover them all. But what yeah. do you think? Absolutely that, that this is the best that I can remember. I mean, it, it just is. Now, if you, if you want to try to sort the three of them, and, and you can, you're sorting four points. You know what I mean? Between bar reviews, victories – over to the other two and that's nothing yeah you know that's that's absolutely nothing at this point so it's as it's probably as much of a push as you could ever have yeah i think so and, and i think there's a yep. there's a lot more people sitting here today picking someone other than bar than what th- right. there was two months ago i'm going to leave steven for last because i got a question for him greg what do you think i mean you 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 covered him you've, yeah. you've seen it all how long have you been at wrcr uh, I think my first uh, it was the 2003-2004 uh, okay. year. I so you've believe. seen you've yeah. seen some you've seen a lot of sectionals. Well, and, and I've seen as many as Coach Wagner over there. Right. I mean, we go way back, obviously. So I, I go back to the glory days of Lagodi, which I think we might now be a part of again. But yeah, this tournament. I mean, to be honest about it, I'm just looking forward, and I'm serious about this because we're broadcasting the game. I'm looking forward to Shoals and Orleans yeah. Tuesday night, right exactly. off the bat, yeah. and then we'll see where we go from there. But that's how fun a sectional I think it's going to be. Yeah, I yeah. just I, yeah. I just think it's cool. We've got a real broadcaster talking <laughs> into these microphones. That was awesome. Just listening to that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Okay, we could talk about the sexual. You got to talk about that game Saturday night. Or I'm sorry, Friday night. Holy cow! Yeah, Friday night over at Sullivan, a you know eighth ranked three uh, A team in the in the state of Indiana. Uh, you know, overtime down by two, one and one. Or a senior for Sullivan, you know, misses it long. Logan Wilson pitch ahead to Darren Lineker off one foot, fading out of bounds for the win. Um, you know, I've been waiting all year to call a buzzer beater. Um, you know, this is my first year of really calling games. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've gotten better as, as the seasons went on, you know, from a broadcasting standpoint. And it ended uh, with a bang, you know. Yeah. It was fantastic. John Mullen filled in for – Oh, he didn't go crazy on that, did he? Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> have you seen it, Coach Wagner? I've seen the shot, yeah. Have you seen our call of the shot? No, I, I uh, saw replay go see on that. TV. Okay. You're going to have to go find that. And, okay. uh, and you know, John never gets excited. No, he, he, he was pretty calm. Was he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kept my calm because somebody had to, basically. Right, right. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And it really was the epitome of our season. Um, you know, we've done things the right way all season long. And when you do that, you get rewarded for it. Oh, yeah. And uh, that shot going in kind of just get, you know just shows you what season, what type of season we've had as far as the chemistry of our team and uh, just how we're playing at, at the right time going into the sectional. Yeah, like I said earlier, I need to go back and, and, and listen to your call. We were at Redbones, and it was up on the screen. And one of the hot tub time machine guys had his phone plugged in, was, was screen mirroring that up there. So I didn't get to hear it, and I didn't get to see it either because dirty pictures kept flashing up. <laughs> That people were texting him and different men that were sending him pictures. So anyway, I didn't get to see it, so we had to rewind it, watch the shot, but I do need to listen, listen to what, what you said. Um, Let me just add in, there's a little cross-pollination that goes on. You have to wonder, how does that loss for Sullivan affect them going into the Washington section? That's a good call. Game? That's a real good call. How does that affect them? Because it, it – I mean that, that that could be a body blow no, right is, there. Is Princeton in that sectional yep, too? They are. They're the, well, they're playing very well right now. They're the Friday night game. Yeah. If Washington beats Sullivan, uh-huh. they face Princeton. You think Washington can beat Sullivan? Wow. I said if Washington can beat Sullivan, they'll oh, face Princeton. Gotcha. Hey, by the way, I do want to mention those coaches left, and now we got the broadcasters in here. I am unfortunately once again going to have to bump Coach Miller. We had him scheduled. He's over in the green room, and, and we're going to uh, we're going to have to bump him. Maybe we'll catch him after. I'm sure they'll win the sectional, and we'll try to catch him um, in a post-sectional interview. So, anyway, sorry, Coach Miller. Appreciate you coming by, but we'll we'll bump you for the next show. Brian, Brian, will stop him. Well, he he heard me. He heard me start. And he just left. So. We'll catch uh, him. We'll catch him next week after they uh, win the second. He's listening on the bag phone. Right yeah. <laughs> so anyway, what what's that? What's that do for North Davis? I mean, I, I feel like we were talking about great wins, bad losses with these coaches. I, I don't know that Barreve had a bad loss because they lost to two of the best teams in the state and played them both very tough. I feel like North Davis has done everything right they have. i mean even in their losses things they felt good walking out of them. and their three losses was by four total points right yeah so <laughs> so they walk out of their losses feeling good yeah. you called the games talk about that yeah i mean i feel like north davies is and, and for the same reasons each team can say they feel like they got to be you know the favorite to win the sectional and i think all three teams can say the same things they if they shoot the ball well if they defend if the best players make the big you know the best right. plays at the end every team has that and uh, for the same reasons, and I think North Davies – I didn't come here to Joe Namath this and guarantee yeah, victory, right. but, but I'm going to come here and yeah. with pretty big convictions and say that North Davies is uh, playing the best basketball of the, se- of the season for them right now, and they're going to be a tough out. And, and, and don't forget they're playing at home too. Yes, right. absolutely. Well, big, well, that's, yeah. that's not an advantage though, Coach Wagner. We're undefeated on the road. Uh, are you really? <laughs> I, I don't think a few months ago – people would have taken you seriously even though you know north davis is on the rise that people picked them yeah um but it it it's not completely out of the question but tico would have wags uh, barry's still the favorite right absolutely yeah. you can't be ranked number one and not be the favorite right i mean and seventh in the I state to, I, was, I was trying to think back how many years when i coached they were ranked number one going to the section probably about every other year at least so is yeah, this is this the best number one you think um 
or right. I, I say oh, man, man for man, probably the best number one they've had in a long time, long time. I, I don't know if ever. We were just talking about how they would right. match up in the Zeller years, you know, with the big Zellers. Right. And, and they'd probably give them all they wanted, to tell you the truth. I think they would. Yeah. I mean, size-wise. Yeah. And you got Hagen can slash from exactly. everywhere. Yeah. Deco, what do you think? I mean, they're, they're the favorites, right? How do you feel? I mean, there's been times – okay, and we'll just say it on the podcast. The week the weekend that, that the three teams all got together, mm-hmm. Bari wins both games. But I said they won the games. That's what they were there to do. They won the games. I still think they walked out of that weekend feeling in third place. The, the third best. And, and, and I, I mentioned that on the first part today is and, – and Wag, you know, I'll, I'll see him shake his head vigorously. This is – what I've, I consider to be the best pocket of coaches in the state because there's nothing that the others don't know about their opponents. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. the, and, and, and people at Bar Evil go, oh, man, you know, we went to the Hall of Fame Classic and we, 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 we took uh, Fort Wayne Blackhawk to overtime and just a great game. And then we just we smacked Blackford and Luke Brown and we did this. And, and it's like, yeah, well, Coach Haywood, Coach Dalrymple, they know every tendency, everything that we do and, and – I mean, you know, as, as, you know, personnel-wise, is this our best? I, I don't know. I, I can't, I can't necessarily give that a, a straight answer. But I think we're the favorite. I really do. Mm-hmm. But as I told you in segment one, I wouldn't be stunned on Sunday morning if we yeah. open the internet or, or the newspaper and somebody else is is the champion. I would right. be because there is no one newspaper on Sunday. That day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Here really stunned. Here we go. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> we know it won't be the star. Anyway. We yeah, uh, we have to open the Evansville Courier evidently. Can I just, uh, just go ahead? Go ahead, Chris. But I think that's why they're you know they're they're willing to come on a podcast like this and, and to a coaches show tomorrow night and open up because. They, they, they all know each other. Right. They're not hiding anything right. right now. That's a good point, Chris. I spoke to three coaches after those two games, and two of them were very excited. And the one who wasn't was Josh Thompson. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they were exactly where where they wanted to be. Bar, Bar Reeves in a tough spot in in ways they can go out and take care of business and get things done. But if they if they didn't win by eighteen and had eleven turnovers. Uh, you know, hey, we won. But yep. that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, it really is. It's and a good spot to be it, in, but it's a tough spot to be in. It's a great spot. And and I the thing that I've seen in the last, you know, couple of weeks is 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 our kids. I, I think and I've got them all in class and, and, and I and I it not that they ever weren't completely locked in, but I but I also see, you know, they understand that, that there is a real possibility that, you know, Lagodi's really, really good. North Davies is really, really good. And and you've got everybody like like Coach Thompson said at the Viking Martin here, oh well, you know, you got beat to Carmel in overtime. Well, Lagodi doesn't care about that. Right. North Davies doesn't care about that. Yeah. And nope. and and um, you know, they, they understand the magnitude of this of this situation and, and there may be a lot of people surprised that Lagodi's playing as well as they are. I told Coach Haywood in segment one I felt like when he got here, Lagodi was a year behind schedule. And I'm not talking about any former coaches. I think Coach Haywood put them on a right track yeah. and, 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 and has them playing really good Lagodi basketball. North Davies, Coach McNabb, Blake, you guys could back me up. I, I said on the last time we were together, North Davies is going to win more games this year than they did last year. And they have. And, and that's because they're playing – Brent Dalrymple, North Davies basketball. Right. I'm, not, I'm not stunned by these developments at but all. But, you know, Mike DeCourcy – I'll, I'll get a chance to talk to Josh Thompson tomorrow night on our show but and ask him this question. But the one thing I wondered, after Barry beat Lagodi and they had some big games and then North Davies the next night 
mm-hmm. uh, lost to Bari barely. Mm-hmm. My thought was, did they hit a wall? I mean, is this a team that may have hit a wall? They've been on the big stage so much this year, and you've had all kinds of these COVID restrictions. Is that a team at that point that may have just hit a wall a little bit? Well, that's a really great point, yes. Greg, and 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 I, I I do believe that, and I and I think you know people around Montgomery feel like you know we that 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 Lagoda game, for example. I mean, there were two hundred people in the building, yeah. and the, you know the the buzz wasn't. Maybe it was right. there on, on the Lagodi side. It wasn't on the Barry side. Same thing at North Davies the next night. And, um, you know, I heard, heard Coach A would say, well, you know, we, we, we felt like we found our mojo in the second half. You know, Kurt Hope played 17 minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. in foul trouble the whole night. Gotcha. And, I, and I think, you know, well, one night doesn't lead to another. I did, that wasn't a good weekend, and that, but, but it was also a wake-up call. Like, listen, this is a very real possibility. Lagodi <laughs> – is a real factor, and they are. They're fantastic. Yeah. North Davies is a real factor. They are. They're fantastic. And and if if we don't come buttoned up, right, we don't need to talk about Saturday night. We'll go home Friday night. It's it's almost like, and I think we talked about it, Blake or Chris, last week maybe that Lagodi is almost sort of, if this makes any sense, the forgotten team. Bar Reeves, this you know the mm-hmm. All Star standout. Everybody in the rank number one. North Davis is on the rise. They, you know they're they're overachieving possibly and mm-hmm. they've had some huge wins and exciting wins and Lagodi has just just well, kept well, rolling and drilling people we, Greg and I talked about that you know we've won 10 games in a row now and now really nobody's ever talked about it we've right. won 15 of our last 16 ever since the bar only game. one of them's yeah. been close yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and like he said the other night was like a wake-up call you know we were, we were just getting it too easy but we were playing hard defensively offensively doing good things but I think the biggest thing was the second half of the Bar Reeve game, the guys come out with a lot more enthusiasm, very aggressive, you know, against a really, really good ball handling team. And, and uh, they were very confident after that. I mean, yeah. I know you, I'm going to say it, every coach says it, you don't like losing. You right. know, there's nothing, nothing good about losing. But that yeah. game kind of set the tone for our next 15 ball games. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I just, you know, bef- let me put on my horns here real fast. Your Viking horns? My Viking horns. <laughs> oh. If you think Bar Reeve <laughs> Sail on. Sail on, big ship. <laughs> if you think that Bar Reeve has hit a wall, ask Heritage Hills. Yeah. At that uh, point. You know. Todd, I was talking about that at that point, though, because it was very No, no, I agree. I, no, yeah. and, and I, 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 Greg, when, yeah. when I, I do agree that there was – I don't know if it was psychological. I don't know if it was physical. Maybe it was the deal when, when we had really kind of blown the game open in the second quarter. So many other teams that we had played mm-hmm. had, just went, had just went yeah. ahead and, ro- and rolled over. And right. I think Coach Haywood talked about that with North Knox. Is, you know, North Knox really put up a lot of resistance the other night. Yeah. And, and, you know, he felt like – I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but, um, you know, they, they hadn't seen that here right. much in the second half of the yeah. season. And didn't they play North Davis to one point? Well, point? I was oh. getting ready to say yeah. to Coach McNabb, I don't know if that wasn't a wake-up call for them. Yeah. It was. North Knox is a good team. Very uh, nice. they're the only well, time they're, they led. They're well coached, and they did their best North Davies impression against us. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took all we had to win that game. A couple of big shots late by junior Marcus Britton, uh, you know, really propelled us to that victory. Uh, you know, Jalen Mullen hit some free throws late. Uh, we only had only one lead, lead the game. 4.5 yeah. seconds yeah. to go was our only lead. So, North Knox is a good ball club. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they can get to the, the championship game of their sectional, right. uh, you know, I feel like anything can happen with them. But well, uh, the, the one thing that Lagodi has done, and Greg can attest to this, is, um, you know, Coach Haywood comes from a team where he used to zoom up and down the floor. Get, let's get 80 points. we got the kind of personnel to do that. We don't have that. we got some guys that can score in bunches. Peyton can score anytime he wants. He's got a little, you know, 10-foot jumper. But with 
Dave Smith back on the bench. I'm going to give Dave a shout-out here. I'm sure he'll, he'll love this. He, he will not love it. He, he, <laughs> he's, brought in, he's brought in the delay game. When we get back, we get a three- or four, five-point five lead late in the game. We'll, you'll watch us spread it. And they're getting better at it. Every day they get better at it. And Coach was kind of uh, joking around the other day. He goes, when we're in practice and Coach Smith comes out and does delay, I go, I go back to my office. He goes, I don't understand. I'll let them do it. <laughs> but it, it's been working. You know? yeah. we, got, we got great free throw shooters in this 10-game stretch. We got three guys up over 84%. And that's what's going to help us down the stretch. And I would say all three teams can kind of do that. They can go up and down right. if you need them to, and they can slow it down if you need exactly. them to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, North Davis scored, what, 65 against somebody yeah. the other 66, night? 60. Uh, Lent, 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 Lent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And going back into that, that's, you know, Friday night up at up at Bloomfield, it was, I think it was 48 to 32. And, and you know, Josh talked to me. I don't know if he has said it to anybody off the air, but he, he said, you know, the, the whole fourth quarter was eight minutes of us managing the game. Mm -hmm. And that and that's what we were going to do. Now, the first, you know, Bloomfield hits a three, and then uh, you know we get a wide open five footer in the lane. They miss it, and they go down and score, and suddenly they've scored the first five points. But you know, his mindset is in the tournament. If if, if we have a lead, you know, we, we have to get you know in into the mindset of managing the game, and right. and, and uh, you know, is it leading by eighteen after the third quarter and winning by thirteen. Well, well, I mean. You'll take maybe, it. Maybe we got <laughs> maybe we got more out of you know managing the game than we did about hey let's let's keep the foot on the pedal and win by twenty five. Right. Yeah. And that was, you know, and, and that's you know I've noticed that with with, with Ligoti and, and 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 Coach Dalrymple is is just you know these are three programs that are just kind of masters right. at, at managing games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Greg Bateman, WRZR play by play guy. We're going to wake up, see that headline. If Ligoti wins, Ligoti loses. What do you see the narrative for the weekend? What happened to Lagodi? Where do you see that headed? Well, let's start if they win. Okay. All right, let's do that. <laughs> if they win, I think you're going to see balance. I think you're going to see consistency on offense, very good defense, because that's what they've done in this last 10, 11 10, games. Yeah. Um, they've sped up the game. That doesn't sound like Lagodi, but mm -hmm. they have. I mean, this team, and I know for Bar Reeve, this doesn't sound like a lot. For North Davies, it does, but we're scoring 63.5 points mm -hmm. a game, and that's the most we've scored in – Years. Since 1996, yeah. I think yeah. we said. And this team can do it, and they can pressure you from the beginning. So I, I think uh, defense will be a key, but also consistency and balance, uh, particularly from our uh, big scorers. Uh, if, if we lose, I, I think it might be – it's been a long time since we've been behind, mm -hmm. you know, play from behind. Right. Yeah. So, so if Ligoti has to play from behind, can we play smart? And if we lose, it might be because we do some things that are out of yeah. character, and that, that may be the case. Yeah. I'll say this, though, Greg. I think one of the luxuries that North Davies and Ligoti have that Bar-Reeve doesn't have is if Bar-Reeve doesn't play 32 minutes of perfect basketball from start to finish, people kind of leave the gym going, oh, exactly. what's going yep, on here? You're exactly right. Yeah. Well, it, it, and just piggybacking off Greg's point and, and, you know, Wag talking about the delay, you know, I was talking to our, our principal and a Ligoti legend, Jeff Doyle, the other day. The delay doesn't mean you're going to play the game in the 30s. No. You know, Jeff talked about in 1990, the Lagodi led the state in scoring. And, but you, you got it down to two, three minutes left in the game, and, and you – Yeah, I, I, like, I like managing. You use the word yeah, managing. Yeah. You know, the delay yeah. game, I know that's what we call it at right. Lagodi and have, but that's not what I see. It, it's playing right. smart with the basketball. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're managing the scoreboard, and if you do it well, you're going to win. Well, it's like you said, you're managing the game, and, and, you know, we scored 62 points running the delay the entire game against Seymour when I was a sophomore. But we got layups and free throws, and, and they you, got you shoot twenty eight out of thirty five. Well, yeah. you know you're going to win. They yeah. got tired of chasing you, right. and then all of a sudden you got a wide open layup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve McNabb, same thing. 
North Davis, what do you what do you think? Win win, what's the headline? Lose, what's the headline? Well, let's just say Friday night, you know, Bar Reeve is obviously who we're probably gonna play. Um, you Why know, do you I, say that? I don't think it's a gar- I don't think it's a guarantee. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to put money on that, though. I know Bryson Graber. I'm taking the, Chris, I'm taking the 98. Chris, where is? The, I was going to say, has that line moved? Is it still at 98? Still at 98. I'm taking the 98. <laughs> well, I know Bryson Graber just passed you know the assist record all time in Indiana basketball history. But for me, I feel like if Bar-Eve's going to make a deep run, he's going to have to score the basketball, personally. Um, you know, North Davies is, you know, the, the first time around the, they played Bar-Eve, they didn't hit a three. Bar-Eve did not hit a three. I don't think that's going to happen again. And then also for North Davies, they didn't have Lance and Logan Wilson out there on the floor. Mm-hmm. So that's not going to happen again. So a couple of things right there that are outliers that aren't going to happen. Um, you know, I, I think North Davies, um, you know, if kind of like Greg said, a lot of the same things. If we have to just keep playing the way we've been playing, and that's how we're going to win. We're going to have balance. We're going to hit our free throws late. Jalen Mullen is a is not only a great game manager, he's also just a great game, just uh, just great game player. I mean, he yeah. he can take over a game, and he can also just uh, pick and you know and choose when he wants to do things. He's uh, you know pound for pound. He's he's he hasn't won a sectional, but he's a winner. And those kids have won a lot of basketball games and. Um, that's why we'll win, um, because of those kids that believe. And uh, they, they overachieve, like you said, because of their belief and their team chemistry. And uh, now they're hitting shots, too. Yeah, so I think they got to shoot well. Yeah, you do that, you, you hit shots as well, it's game on. Uh, Deco and, and Wags mm-hmm. and, and, and Todd, you, you've watched Coach Dow over the years much, much more than I have. I, I sense an excitement in him with this team. Is this the best coaching job he's done that you've seen? And is it is the most excited he's ever been? And okay, I, 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 right. I, I know I know where you're going to go. Yeah. All right. First of all, my friend Brent is naturally caffeinated. Okay, yeah. so he he's always excited. I mean, that guy wakes up and he is he, he I mean, he loves. I think he's over exuberant. I think there's been times over the years, and he would admit it, where he's probably overscheduled, where he's thought, man, you know, we're going to be this good, so we're going to. And 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 I I think Brent's fantastic. I do. I, I really do. I th- I think he's 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 an optimist by nature. Um, I think as I as I talked to Blake and Coach McNabb, I think the last couple of years, I think he enjoyed it. But there was a lot of as I said on the last podcast, a lot of gaga that kind of surrounded North Davies. And I think now he's he's really back in his element of. You've got kids who are gonna who are gonna follow game plans, who are going to, um, they you know it's it's a proven recipe of success, and 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 not only that, but you add size and you add length and you add talent, you add shooting. I I, I, I just I think I'm not gonna say he's got a second wind, but but I think you know he's lighter on his feet, you know, with these Cougars. And I was going to say that almost the same thing. There's less tension this year yeah, as his coaching. He can relax a little bit because yeah. the kids are going to do exactly what he wants. And the They're expectations weren't as high going into yeah. this he's, year. Exactly. He's, he's playing with house money right now. Right, yeah. right. Is he the coach of the year? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that I don't think there, yeah, I don't think there's any question. Yeah. Well, and Coach McNabb, how many times has he came up after the game? Man, that was a lot of fun. Man, that was well, a lot of fun. You know, both ways. Last year I did some radio for 106.5, and even in games we'd win, he'd come up and just – 
you know, just kind of be like, yeah, good, good game. We've got another one tomorrow. You know, yeah. we're going to get out and get ready he's, to go. He's and, glad to get through that. But today, that one. He, yeah. he, he wants to come up and, you know, we can sit and talk for an hour post game if yeah. we wanted to and just talk about his kids, talk about his, his JV, talk about his, his younger levels. I mean, he's, he is rejuvenated. He's got that second wind. And, um, hey, you know, speaking not, of JV, have they lost yet? They, they lost have. One. They, they, they finished nineteen and one to finish. Yeah, last uh, picked up a picked up a big win at Sullivan. Hey, last year they were one loss. Was that twenty right? and two? Twenty and two yeah, last year. I know we beat them. Yeah, I don't know how we beat them last year up there. Yeah, I mean, so so big record, you know, big I mean, time look, season. I mean, for let's JV. not beat around the bush. It was very difficult for him last year. There's yes. no question. He, it, he it's 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 and and I can tell you and 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 I I deal with it every day at home on a couple of levels is. Amber won't do what you say. <laughs> and I, I, well, yeah. never, never. I really want to see where this goes. Never, ever. No, but <laughs> when, when your happiness as a coach is, is, or as a person sometimes is dictated by 16 or 17-year-old kids, I mean, you know, be prepared to be disappointed. And, and, and uh, you know, you're going to have some great moments, but then you're going to have some unexpected pitfalls. And, and uh, you know, the as, as our school SRO, Mark, Bledsoe says, you know, the uh, prepubescent brain. It's, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, who knows what's going to happen. And Coach Dow said it on the podcast preseason. You know, he said, I drew up a lot of plays last year and then saw, you know, to go inside and saw a, a, a three-pointer fly from the volleyball line. Okay. I mean. Volleyball you know, line? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Or further, or further, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Todd, what do you think? Um, Dow, you, you, you've talked to Dow a little I bit I just here said, I just said, I mean, he's playing with house money. Yeah, right. He's, he seems to be enjoying himself. Yep. I don't know. I've seen ten times, yeah. and I don't think I saw them lose except for the Bar Eve game. And then he seems happy. He seems excited. And it was next year's team that yeah. people were looking at. Right, right. It wasn't this year's. Greg and I talked yeah. about. He that. said he thought he'd get between thirteen and fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think if he'd have gotten <laughs> twelve this year, deep down inside, he might yeah, have. Yeah, that's where he's going to go tomorrow night or, or Monday night. Actually, tonight, I guess we've got that show with them and. I'm going to ask him that same question as his expectations. I was surprised, Brian, he told you 13 to 15. Ugh, I would have thought maybe 500 at best mm-hmm. with this team and, and improving. We might go back in the archives and see what he actually said. He said 13 to 15. I think he said 13 to 15. Yeah. I tell you, brothers were saying 12, 13, 14, right. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think when we had him on before, he had, he had 13. Yeah, well, now you, he's had a good week. Now he said 15. I tell you what, he won't do. He won't schedule Barry and Lagodi back to back again. That, that's and, because your and you know what? Changed. Neither will Linton. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing about about Brent that that I feel like he has a leg up on in this sectional is he's he's an outside the box thinker as far as defensive uh, you know assignments, and uh, he doesn't just go out and guard traditionally man to man. He may have six different ways in a man to man. Him and Coach Mokers do a fantastic job of of looking at the personnel they're going up against and then thinking of ways that other teams may not have tried yet. Um, and it may not always be, let's take away the best player. Mm-hmm. It may be, let's let that best player get his 24 points and then let's take away everybody else. He does a fantastic job of just being outside the box and almost reinventing defense. Is that what he did against Barry? Barry scored, what, eight points in the second half, right? Yeah, it, takes a long, it takes a long time to you know, go inside to Kurt. And, Was he letting and, Kurt get his? And, and do you remember yeah, what, yeah. what you think? I, I don't know. I, I, I pay more attention to us. I mean, I, I can say on our end that weekend. Wait, uh, let me hit my breaking news that you pay more attention to Barry. Than yeah, well, yeah there, there you go. But, I mean, obviously we didn't have a great second half uh, at North Davies. Right. But, but what we did that, that, that weekend, at least on the defensive end of the floor, was about as vanilla as you can get. And that's, that's all I'm going to say. And you can read into that whatever you want. Um, Brent is a master of junk. Mm-hmm. He is. 
he's a master of it. Yeah, and, the Phil Necro of coaches. He is the. Phil, he, he, he's, he's got he's got the nail file. He's got the spit. He's got the Vaseline got under the, the yeah. under the cap. He, he, you know, he, he he's, a, he's a junk defense maestro. But you know, the one thing that I you know, Coach Haywood's got a lot of great. Um, he's got a lot of great resources uh, at Lagodi, and I, you know, I just want everybody to remember. You know. Uh, Josh Thompson coached under Mike Wagner. He coached under Steve Brett. And he coached under Ron McBride. And you want to talk about the master? Ron McBride's the king mm-hmm. of junk, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that's that's where I'll leave. Just that a fun one. fact for you: um, Coach McBride's my cousin. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, or really? Not. Yeah. His his grandma and, and or his, my grandma and his brother or his dad rather are uh, are brother and okay. sister. So cool. Yeah. Coach you know, Mc, runs in the family, I guess. Here, maybe because I'm three bourbons into this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't know you actually took this show I thought, literal. I thought, yeah. ice, I thought that was ice water. Go ahead. However, I will say this. Just just, just in the last – since we've been doing this part, North Davies has been the team that we have talked the most about. That's true. Yeah, I don't that's know a great why. Point. That's, you know, I don't know why either, Todd. We're over direction. here. We're that, over here. That and the hot tub time machine, guys. That's who we've talked about the most. Hey, I've got one more quote about North Davies and, and Sullivan. Um, years ago, uh, when I was coaching – Jeff Moore, you know, he would he played a team around Lagodi or whatever. He'd call me and ask, you know, what they do, how they do, and all that. Because Jeff and I played in college together for a couple of years. And uh, this year, I almost called him. I almost wanted to call him and talk to him and say, hey, what are you going to do with North Davis? Because I didn't know how it was going to be, you know. But he, he hasn't called in a while, so that's his mistake. <laughs> <laughs> they got a great ball club. I, I do know yeah. that. A couple of great guards, a couple yeah. of move-ins from Illinois. Right. So, you, real nice you know, player. honestly, though, I don't think they were move-ins. It was part of what was said in the first part. They are um, essentially refugees from Illinois <laughs> yeah. because Illinois wasn't going to have basketball. Right, sure. Yeah. And they were allowed to come over yeah. and do all that. It wasn't, it wasn't you know, sort of that, 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 that ugliness. Stuff. Yeah. Right. That, yeah, yeah. But, uh, um, but it also will. says, you know what, it also says the difference between right now what's going on in Indiana what's going on in Illinois. Right. Because um, – They're actually playing in masks over there. Well, yeah, they how are. How crazy yeah. is that? We've got, we got some friends that uh, – their daughter plays at Red Hill, and we, uh-huh. we, we, we stream their game. Yeah, they're playing in masks. That has so. to be tough. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. But, hey, I, <laughs> since we've got broadcasters and coaches in here, this may go on for another six or seven hours. So <laughs> I want to mention Casa Sevilla. If you're going to Mexican food in Odin, that's exactly where you need to go. And don't forget, if you want a great cheeseburger or steak or chops, go to Red Bones in Montgomery. And don't forget our title sponsor, Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. My favorite insurance agent. <laughs> I got one <laughs> for everyone. Uh, last shot of the game. Who you want taking it on either t- on any team, Deco? Hagenep. Easy, Peyton Bloodsell. Hagenep. Jalen Mullen. Peyton I thought you'd say Darren. Yeah. No, Darren. If <laughs> don't, oh, only yeah. if it's a run, uh, running out of bounds bank yeah, shot. Yeah, Other go. than that, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go Jay Mull. Yeah, no, Peyton Bloodsell. I mean, the coach alluded to him earlier, and I, I just hope in the next two years he can do what we're thinking he might be able to do, but. We don't do this often, but we just have to go on and on. I know you guys haven't seen him in a while, but, man, he is yeah. something yeah. Well, one, one thing I'll say about Peyton is North Davies has always given him fits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lance Wilson does a fantastic North job. North Davies gives everybody so fits. So if we're <laughs> fortunate enough to get to Saturday yeah. night, yeah. both teams, yeah. I look for that to be a key. Did uh, he have – was it – I mean, you correct me because I, I know you, you'll remember better than I will. Did he only have two or three points against he had th- He had three guys? points, and it was a big three in overtime. Right? Yeah. That was well, only well, three points in well, the game. Well, let me tell you this, though, about Peyton. And it may be completely different in sectional week because he is a sophomore. He is young. But uh, Coach Haywood talked in the first segment about the improvement he saw from the freshman year to his sophomore year. 
I've never seen anybody improve from the middle part of this year to oh, where exactly. he is right now. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. And, and Hagen Nepp is great. Yeah, he's uh, best I mean, athlete. Fantastic. Best athlete. Hey, hey, Chris Brothers, same question. You, you're drawing up the play. Who, who are you drawing it up for? Do I need a three-pointer? Then it's Tommy. Kid, then it's Tommy Kidwell. If I only need two, it's Kurt. We dropped a Tommy Kidwell on Whoa, us. Wow. That's it. Tommy wow. Three Ball. <laughs> Look at that. It's like John Paxson. You know, I will say this about Tommy Kidwell before we go to Blake on that same question. How many times has he been stuck in the game and hits a three in the first 15 seconds? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's the one thing that I talked about with with us is is you know we we can do it. Uh, I think Dean Smith called it multiple offense, multiple defense, and and you know you, you hear all these rumors. Well, you know they're gonna they're gonna play zone. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, do it. Let me yep. let me ask you, and, Mike. And, and that's and that's where we we can we can mix and match right now. Yeah. So so I you know I, I said I told Coach McNabb you know before that double weekend I you know I think the best way is to not to beat how do you beat Barry? I don't I don't think you slow it down. I think you 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 play in the flow. You take the first best available shot and and, and you can't play zone in my opinion. And I mean that's that's you know. Tommy's one of those kids that can really shoot. Shoot uh, Isaac Eagle from from Lagodi is one of those kids that can really come in yep. the game and he's going to make a shot. And uh, and you know you talk about Marcus Britton and people like that at North Davies. Everybody's got a, everybody's got one of those kids who you who not everybody talks about, but but when they catch it and they're wide open, you're like man. It, but but you is. guys have four of them. That's Jamison Miller. You've got Caden. You've got Kidwell. You've got Devin Graber. And 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 that may be the perfect example of why. Um, our Eve kids right now are as successful as they are is because they have role kids who not only accept their role but excel at their role and if their role is to come in and hit a three that's what they do yeah yeah um, yep. I, my answer is a little different just because I'm going to say the last shot yes but he may not take it and that's Jalen I mm-hmm. I want the ball in his hands yeah. because he's going to know whether to take the shot mm-hmm. or distribute it to somebody else is what it safe think? to say that he needs to be a little more aggressive offensively I think yeah. I think there's times Absolutely. that I've seen yeah. times. he's a sophomore that's true. Yeah, that's exactly true. Yeah. well and you you know you just said sophomore mm-hmm. we're talking about this year well, just look at the future of this yeah. you got Peyton mm-hmm. and Ligotti Mullen Wilson there Hagen there I mean yeah. the next three years of this thing is going to be amazing it's going to be fun yeah hey Chris I just wanted to tell you too Chris uh, obviously Chris Brothers one of the hosts of this show's uh, on the line and not in studio but my daughter walked yeah. in and Blake started shaking <laughs> yeah. and, and for any of you guys that haven't listened haven't listened a lot usually at the beginning of the show my daughter writes a joke and kind of roasts us and some of them have been pretty brutal Blake haven't they I don't really know why she's even in here right now but uh, so anyway Blake Blake got very nervous Chris when, when uh, she walked in so I'm glad I'm away yeah uh, let's let's start wrapping this up okay um Greg uh, you 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 were you're the the professional broadcaster and we found that out right when you started talking that you make us all look bad but uh what do you think give me give me your pick how's it going to go um from let's let's do this let's all start right. with Orleans Shoals who's going to win Orleans Shoals well I'm going to say Orleans okay uh going to say Orleans we'll leave it at that I think it'll be a good game like to see Shoals win I'll say Orleans okay and then let's talk about Friday night you skip Barry of WC well I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> And Greg, that's a tough one. When when you start looking at those matchups, um, what do you think about WC? <laughs> I, I think Barry moves on. Okay. I, I think I want on. I want to put this disclaimer. Right. I said this last week. We have a lot of fun. Those WC kids are out there trying their exactly. best. You I know, pl- it, I played on are. a football yeah, team that are. that went two and seven and got our asses pounded on a regular yeah. basis. So those kids are trying. We're we're having some fun. Yeah. But, 
Um, so what about Friday night? All right, so Friday night, I think Ligoti would beat Orleans. Obviously not as much as what they did before, but right. I do think they're the better team. Barreve North Davies is going to be interesting. I can never go against Barreve until Saturday night. Then I'll go Ligoti. Okay. That Ligoti Orleans, that might have been the most impressive victory of the year from anybody. It, it, it right. was for us. And, and that's, right. that's why we have to temper ourselves when yeah. we play Orleans again, assuming we do because it'll be a much better game than that, and we could get knocked off if we're not ready. All right, Chris Brothers, let's uh, let's go. We, we, I, I'm pretty confident you're going to pick Bar-Reeve, Orleans, Shoals. Yep. Uh, Orleans. Orleans. Um, then we'll go – we'll just figure it out at the end. We'll go Bar-Reeve, North Davis at the end. Or uh, Bar-Reeve will go to at the end, and then we'll go Bar-Reeve to win. Okay. Stephen McNabb? Well, I want to pick Shoals, but – because I like, I love Coach Abel. He's a great guy, and and uh, really he's turned Shoals around over the last few years. Um, really has them, has them competitive. But I'm going to go with Orleans. I really like Orleans. Um, you know, I've watched them play. Obviously, beat North Davies, and then obviously Barry will move on to play North Davies. Emmy Lagodi in game one on Friday night. North Davies game two, and the Cougars just the way they're playing right now. I mean, like I said, I'm not Joe Namath, you know, Joe Namath and guaranteeing victory, but I'm I'm just really impressed with what they're doing, and I think they're going to cut the nets down. Okay. Blake? Let's see. Orleans, Bar-Eve, Lagodi, North Davis, North Davis over Lagodi, 56-52. He threw a number out. He did. Wow. He did. <laughs> I didn't Pretty know we were doing that. More than 40 points. And I was going to say, yeah, it was more than 40 yeah. points. I, I'm kind of, but then, you know what? I, I also saw Blake on number 12 in his sectional. Okay, Tom, let's not go there. We've already discussed on this. We've had Shank on here. We don't just need saying, to go we there. Had, I just don't want to throw numbers around. We had a PGA professional on here, and our first question was, what was it like facing Blake in the sectional? He goes, who? <laughs> he said, I, I don't know. Well, I'm not familiar. 66, and I shoot 106. You know, I wouldn't remember me either. I'm not familiar. Todd, what do you think, my man? I, I think that... I think that the the, fi- the Friday night game I'm not even gonna, is probably going to be Lagodi and on their side, and it's going to be a push between Barry. But I don't think you can disrespect the number one team by picking against them. Right. But it's going to be pretty close. And then, so like I said, Saturday night's number one, number two. Why, why would you even? It's it's the exact same situation. I, I think that, like I said, you give Barry the edge just because they're number one. Yeah. And Lagodi's number two, and that that's supposed to mean something. Yeah. But I don't know if it's enough but to guarantee anything well, at any point. It's tr- interesting to see if it is Lagodi Bari, what Harold's line is going to be. It was 27 the first time. Yeah, I don't think it'll be that. <laughs> is, that yeah. is that right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I, uh, I'm like you. I'm, I'm like Greg. I'd love to see Shoals win. Um, I'm not sure they can, but I'm going to go with Shoals in the upset. And then, uh, of course, really? Yes, of course, Bari, and then uh, Lagodi Friday night. And then uh, I'm like Todd. You got. I mean, I think North Davis is playing great. Um, and they're at home, which is another key factor. But I'm going to go bar even a close one. Yes, safe to say none of us will be shocked if North Davis. No, right absolutely at this, not. Now, we, now, a month ago, we would have been. Or yeah, Lagodi. Yeah. 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 No no dis- right. yeah, no yes, disrespect right. to Lagodi. But Saturday night, I'm going to put Lagodi over bar even triple overtime. So make Ooh. it interesting. 31-30, <laughs> <laughs> three overtime. Yeah, oh, my gosh. We've been there before. Yeah. <laughs> the entire world is on the edge of their seats ready for Mike DeCourcy to make his picks. <laughs> WC um, over Barry. Now move on. Yeah. <laughs> 1980 all over again. Right? Uh, I, I'm, going with, uh, I'm going with my friend Mike Wagner here. I, I, I do. I, I think Shoals is playing uh, their best basketball at the right time. I love uh, 
much respect for the uh, Orleans staff, obviously mm-hmm. friends over there, but I'm also friends with Bryce and Abel. Um, I'm going uh, Shoals in the upset special. I like it. And, and Cheryl's one of the best players in the section. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, and then I will take uh, Ligoti. Well, okay. The Vikings will um, claw past the Cardinals, bird reference. Uh, Friday night you're going to have uh, Ligoti in the first game uh, really taking care of business against Shoals. And the Vikings, uh, listen, if everybody around this table doesn't think that the kids at in, you know, in my classes haven't heard mm-hmm. all of this discussion, I see one of them in the background mm-hmm. right here, you're wrong. I mean, they, 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 they've heard it right. the, the, yeah. the last month. Right. So the ultimate homer, but, but also with a, a, a statement of belief, uh, Vikings over Cougars, Vikings over Lions, and uh, – and we cut down the nets on Saturday night. And there won't be five points between them, probably, mm-hmm. in those two games. Exactly. I think, yeah. I, yep. it, it, why, why do you have to s- trample on my picks, Todd? <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to make a statement I'm, here. How about, <laughs> Blake, how about they go uh, bar even North Davis go three overtimes so we can yeah. – they'll be tired on Saturday. <laughs> I, I, I think I agree. I think North Davis is a year away, despite what they're doing. I, I, and I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I think bar Reeve is going to be an absolute – slugfest and it's just going to be whoever can outlast i just think bar reeve has too many weapons if it's different i wouldn't be surprised but i i, I really think that bar reeve's weapons just eventually eventually take over they did, they've got too many people like we talked tommy kidwell come off the bench and, well, and, 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 and here, here here is my last bold proclamation i is love it, it. Is, is in the next three years you're gonna see however you slice it three state champions from this group of teams. Yeah. Exactly. There it is. You're going to see one of them this year. Yeah. Yeah. Should. Well, that means three and three times. I guess that's (laughs) (laughs) This is why he's such a – Fourth bourbon. He's a great reporter. Yeah. He's right on top of it. He's going to pay for this. But I think Greg's right. I think everybody that was here today would not be surprised if any one of those three teams comes out Sunday morning. Not at all. Not at all. I've said since the beginning of the year – We've hyped this sectional since – yeah. Well, and I mean, I think Lagodi might be the deepest of anybody as far as how far they can go on their bench. They may not have, you know, the three best players or anything, mm-hmm. but I think they can go the farthest on their bench. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Barreve could arguably have three of the top five, if not the top three players. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, I mean, you just got kind of the underdog little mini Cougars, you can almost call them. Mini Cougars. I mean, <laughs> yeah, sophomores. They're not playing like it right now. Yeah, no, that's they're not. For sure. um, yeah. Hey, let's go around the room. Greg, uh, plug uh, your show tomorrow night and, and WRZR, if you would. Yeah, Monday night, so 7 o'clock. We've done it 24 years now. Uh, starting uh, Monday night, it'll be the Coaches Roundtable, uh, the Tournament Roundtable. It's up at Biggins Place in Ligoti. And Coach and I will be there, along with the coaches that you had on uh, today. And uh, so now I've got a, a good start on what questions to ask. You did a great job. But that's that's Monday night at 7, and then we get things rolling Tuesday night with Game 1, Shoals and Orleans. So the scoreboard right now is... Bateman, 24, Emmons, 1. Okay. <laughs> you do a great job. Yes. I, re- I really enjoy it. Uh, we have a little less constraints than you do. We can say bad words if we want to. <laughs> Wagner <laughs> does all the time. No, he no. said the referees suck yesterday. I did. I, said, I apologize <laughs> on the air. I did. I apologize. As soon as I said it, I went, oh, shit. Yeah. My man, go ahead and plug what you got to what you got to do, and, and then you got a big baseball season coming up. I do, uh, but first of all, <laughs> North Davies Facebook Live is calling all the games for the sectional. So on IHSATV.org, when you go to buy each game, 
you're going to get myself and Coach Riggins for those games. So we're looking forward to next week. As far somebody as, who knows something about the teams in this area doing the IHSAA network. Thank yes, you. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking yeah. forward yeah. to yeah. it. Couldn't if I, be. If I have to read another Mike uh, Wagner Facebook post about good about what? Just being disrespected. Yeah. And, and, oh, and, yeah. Hey, I run a local sports talk show. Know nothing hey, about well, local sports. No, <laughs> now, in my friend Mike's defense, I read that article and I was like, "Wait, wait, who, who won this game?" What? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I saw it too. Wack. Yeah, it was turned the great repose. Whoever did those games, they didn't know if the Wilsons were twins or not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you do goodness. a great job, Coach yeah. McNabb. Yeah. Enjoy watching. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you, Todd. What do you got going on? Uh, preview will be online tomorrow. Be in the paper. Um, It'll probably be about noon tomorrow. You weren't here yet, but I said we invited you so you didn't have to do any work. You could just listen to the podcast and just write your article you based go. on <laughs> I was in Evansville buying records is where I was for the we first time. What's we, records? What we, do you mean? We could do albums. I don't get it. LPs. Vinyl. LPs. Vinyl. <laughs> you said you didn't buy any? No, I bought four. Oh, you did buy four. Okay. What, what four records what did you buy? I, I bought The Birds' first album. Well, Mr. Tambourine Man. I bought uh, Blind Faith, 1969. Eric Clapton, Stevie Winwood. I bought Eric Clapton's first album, <laughs> and and I bought a James Taylor album. I, okay, uh, I'm going to geek out with Todd for a second. Have you seen the Laurel Canyon documentary? Absolutely. That's I, where I should be living. I, I just did my one week free trial of Epic so I could watch that because that looks amazing. There's another really good. Uh, it's a good one on Crosby, Stills and Nash, which which mirrors that whole period. Is there a better song ever written than Southern Cross? I. I you no. know, I love I love me some Stephen Stills. I hear another uh, podcast coming. Yeah, music podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. We, I mean, we, we, trust me, we've talked about. It. Just, you know, I watched Dennis the Menace last night. Does that, <laughs> does that count as anything at all? That's a great movie. That, that is a great. Is that count as a geek or a nerd Okay, or Mike DeCourcy. I was who's, talking about the TV show. Who starred? Who oh. starred as Dennis the Menace on the TV show? On the TV show, like. Like the cartoon or the real? No, no the no, no, real no. live TV show. The little blonde-haired boy. I, yep. I, I have. Was it wasn't Billy Zabka, was it? You know, I don't know. Jay North. Yes, yep. Jay okay. North. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is impressive, that right is. there. Wags, yeah. you're yes. you're the color guy to this this real broadcaster uh-huh. over here. I, it's, it's a privilege. I tell you, Greg and I have a lot of fun, and uh, it wasn't fun yesterday, but we had a good time. It was fun. It, it, was. it was. The ending wasn't, but we had, we had a great time sitting sitting there and looking over that court and all that it's just amazing you guys do such a good job and i've said it before Thanks. on the podcast you guys are, are a, 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 for a local uh, sports team you're as, as professional as is way i really enjoy well enjoy i, listening I feed to off you. him and I, and I was joking about mullen being a little crazy you know yeah. sometimes i go nuts he'll turn the volume down <laughs> hey can i say something just real quick just just uh from the weekend of course we had a we had a tough weekend right. came home and I'm thinking, man, that was tough. Going to church this morning, I'm thinking the season's over. You know how you get that feeling. Yeah. I look up at that electronic thing right in front of JFK Gymnasium. Mm-hmm. It says, hat day on Monday. And I remember we got the tournament coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I get enthused. Yeah. And I'm ready to go, guys. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Deco, you're, you, you, you've got lots of media things going on. Yeah, Talk bu- to us. Yeah, busy week. Uh, obviously, everything on Tuesday night. We've got the coaches show on Wednesday night, which we do every Wednesday night at uh, Red Bones Grill, thank them for the pizza again. Thursday night uh, at at Bar Eve, one of our favorite traditions, and my my friend and my color commentator, um, one young Samuel, aka Sammy, as it says on his uh, his bag, uh, Sammy Emmons and myself, we will have the uh, the play by play of the seniors versus faculty game as the uh, seniors look to get into the win column. And I, and I would, I'm, I'm talking to my Cougar friends, I'm talking to my Lion friends here. I'm just going to say it out loud. I think the, the Bari faculty team could, could, could go out and just blitz any faculty team 
uh, in southern Indiana. They, they, <laughs> you know they, where I'm going, Greg. They, 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 are, they are phenomenal. I don't think they could beat the Cool Jive 5, though. Who is the Cool Jive 5? <laughs> oh, my, That's my, another no, podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> we need to wrap up. That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, we can't just drop that and then not ask. Who's, who's that? Well, who's the Cool Jive 5? Well, Greg knows this. Back in the day when we were all in junior high, we always play pickup games at the youth center, and there was five of us, yeah. you know, just legends in our own time, I guess. Right, yeah. But we, we had to make own up this crazy name, so one of our friends just said, let's just be the Cool Jive Five. I said, cool, and we got it, and that was what we are. And, and, we he, made, and he makes a reference every game to this that, that three people in the whole town <laughs> Crow, know about. Yeah. Crowbars it yeah. into the conversation. Yeah. By the way, we were 100, this is no lie, we were 102. That is a lie. We lost <laughs> That is a lie. <laughs> But, but anyhow, on Best. Thursday night, my friend Sam and I, we will have all of the action. And uh, the, You mean you're going to broadcast this? Oh, we, we broadcast it. We put it oh, on. wow. Yeah, it's going to be on Facebook Live. Oh, we got to watch so, that. So awesome. it'll, be on, it'll be on the Bari Media page. So everybody, and, and as I've told my friends at North Davies and Lagodi, even if you don't like Bari, even you want to see our, uh, you know, our whole place in ruins, <laughs> hey, you can like the Bari Media page <laughs> and catch all of our action. There you and, go. And, 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 and it's free. So uh, we'll have that on there. Well, don't and, pull a hammy. Yeah, well, <laughs> well last year there's, there's some inner teacher turmoil because Josh Thompson was named player of the game Uh-oh. over Jeff Doyle. Ooh. Ooh. And and that's great yeah. for some friction. So you know, we'll, you know, Doyle's been shooting ever since. So so <laughs> so Doyle sent out his teacher email this week and said, "Listen, playing time is not guaranteed, <laughs> and and we're here to win. That's it." Is he, yeah. play, is he player coach? Oh, he is player coach. <laughs> yes. it. it's yes. my ball and it's going to go my way. Yeah, do you, do you right. Mike? Do you remember his last competitive game against the uh, Damon Bailey All All Stars at Lagodi? Yeah. And that would have been what about two thousand? It was uh, two thousand three. Oh, the barn storming. Two thousand three. Yeah. And I think Jeff was still taking it pretty seriously at that point. Jeff, t- I, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name the IU player after the game that Jeff said I am better than him. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Knight, right? But his initials are DB, right? Damon <laughs> <laughs> Bailey. Yeah. That's awesome. Chris so, Brothers, so playing, sum us up, so playing, man. Yeah, so playing time's not guaranteed. So Jeff's probably gonna sit Josh. For the whole game, yeah, right? exactly. Um, Anything to grab the trophy back. Exactly. I want to thank every one of you, um, every one of the coaches that showed up tonight. Uh, don't forget to get in our bracket challenge, uh, you know, for the 1A through the 3A. We're off in a bracket challenge. $20 gift certificate to our sponsors there. Casa Sevilla. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we'll uh, – well, yeah, I, I just want to thank every each and every one of you for showing up tonight. Yeah, and the, and the information for that's on the Facebook page, and you can email your brackets to Birdies Bourbon and Basketball or uh, private message one of the guys, Blake or myself or Chris, and and we can take them, and, and you can win a twenty dollars gift certificate. And that's one class one through three. You could, but you don't need to get them all, right, Chris? You can get in one, right. two, or three of them. Right, and our deadline's like at uh, two o'clock, uh, one o'clock or one o'clock Tuesday afternoon. Sorry. Okay. All right. Sounds good, Blake. Uh, like Chris said, thank you to all of you for coming in here. Thanks to the coaches. Uh, it's been fun covering this area all week, and it's going to be a fun week. Yep. And listen to Mike and Sam Thursday night. You can hear the, the real talent in the family call a basketball game. <laughs> You've already heard the other talent when she roasts us before. Yeah. Do we want to ask Tweedledee and Tweedledum their opinion? Well, I was going to say that. I do appreciate You know, these guys, uh, you know, they sent that naked video in a hot tub. <laughs> And they said, man, we want to be a part of the show. And, and thank you guys for showing up. Craig Rodewalt here, good friend that, that uh, has, has supported the podcast. We appreciate you coming and, and uh, a lot of fun. You didn't get them on, on the mic, though. Well, they listen, <laughs> we're not there yet. We got a – my wife Kirsten's here. Dylan, hi, Dylan. You want to say hi to everybody? Don't you dare <laughs> ask the one. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, boys, we're in for a great week. Yeah. This we, we said it months ago, this is the best sectional in the state, and we couldn't wait. And honestly, the the excitement has just gotten more as North Davis has has they're they're on the rise. Lagodi is proving that they're just as good as we thought. Barreve obviously was picked to win it all at the beginning, and they still are. So here we go. It's time to get it on now. We've talked all we can talk. Listen on WRZR tomorrow night as Greg has the coaches in, and, and uh, he's probably going to do this a lot better than what we did. So we'll listen to him, Blake, and try to get some, some, get some pointers. pointers on how to do it. We appreciate you listening. I hope you have as much fun listening as we had doing this. Thanks to all the guys for being here, and especially Josh Thompson and Ryan Haywood and Coach Dalrymple for coming in and, and uh, giving their time in a very, very busy week. And you are listening to Birdies bourbon and basketball hi brino's mom hi brino's mom hey blake we don't like you live don't forget hey. oh she just flipped my off. daughter just flipped blake off <laughs> that's the first time that blake was ever rude to my daughter and she was here Ah! <laughs> ah!